Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at polepositionmag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built, I bet. No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast.
Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome, everybody, to the NASCAR Rookie Podcast here tonight on Danny B Talks. Glad to have you all here with us. Uh, I was not here last week. I had a family matter to get to, so I appreciate uh, these guys for taking over the show while I was gone. And, uh, guys, let's get straight into it. What a race at Michigan. I know me and Darian were at the Music City Grand Prix, so I only got a chance to watch the highlights of this race, but what I saw, even of the highlights, looked very exciting. So maybe let's start off with uh, either Jarrett or, or uh, Eric. Break us down what you Jared, guys saw in the race. You're back in your old stomping grounds there. Yeah. I see you. Oh, so yeah. I want to hear what you thought. Uh, yeah, uh, what you thought of this race. Uh, I was really surprised because i know a lot of people before the weekend and i'd mentioned it last week um by the way ufo didn't make the trip uh <laughs> sorry i'm out uh, damn uh <laughs> but, <laughs> let her out <laughs> no oh, shoot of, uh eric you, you jinxed yourself earlier oh now you're dark now eric. so when, yeah. when eric hopped in the zoom call he said why is my camera not dark and now here he is yeah, usually there, whenever man. I enter a Zoom call, my camera defaults to dark mode, like it's Twitter or something. Sorry, Jared, get back to your point. Whatever <laughs> Go ahead. We, we distracted you. It's all good. Um, so the, a lot of people had talked about that this race. I didn't know what Michigan would be like. This this car has improved a lot of tracks that previously been boring. As much as I love Michigan, has a special place in my heart. I could admit, since the repave, objectively, a majority of the races have not been that good. Not as bad, um, as, not as bad as Texas Motor Speedway, though. Not why do you gotta just throw Texas I, under the bus every <laughs> chance you get? You're wearing an Astro, sir. It reminded me. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> what the hell, man? I'm gonna quote Dell Jr. What the f does Texas Motor Speedway have to do with this? <laughs> anyway, I, you know, this wasn't a perfect race by any means. I, I get that. Um, but I'm going to reiterate what I had said Sunday night following the race. I think personally, this is the best uh, Michigan race that we've seen in years. I think it's the best since the repave. Um, 
objectively, yes, it was a little more difficult to pass the leader. I think there were a couple passes um, when it came to like Bell and Track House and a couple of the others. Um, there's room for improvement, definitely. But there was still throughout the pack a good amount of passing. There was a good amount of competition. There was, I believe, two drivers uh, tied for leading the most laps, and it was 38 laps compared to a lot of these other races at Michigan where it's like a uh, 100 laps, or 95 or 150 or whatever. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10, and I'm sticking with it. I thought that this was actually one of the best races of the year, and it was a race that I didn't know what would happen next, and I appreciate that. And I get people were upset that the last run that Harvick ran off with, with the win. That's the racing for second, third, fourth, fifth was still awesome. There was still a lot of good jostling for position. There were guys passing all the way up through the pack, like Larson. I think he came up to finish third or fourth, somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere up there. Uh, there. There was, I think, Elliott throughout the day got his car better. That's old school Michigan, where your car is not good and you have to chase the track. Uh, so I personally appreciated it. It was a blast from the past, and it reminded me of mid-2000s Michigan, which a lot of people hated back then, but now that kind of racing people appreciate now. So I liked uh, it. Unfortunately, it still had, and I agree, you gave it a 9 out of 10. I, by my metric, would give it an 8.5 out of 10. I don't consider it one of the best few races of the year, but it was on the upper half for sure, and certainly one of the better Michigan races since the repave. But what I was going to say was uh, many of those repave annoyances were still there, like very little tire wear. The track is so, so smooth. And you kind of mentioned this, you know, not great multi-groove racing. You know, they put some resin in the outer lanes, but still – you had two, maybe two and a half workable lanes, and it was still mm. very easily for the lead car in clean air to defend using arrow, just like turn down the middle of the corner to take someone's airway. It made it very, very difficult to pass anyone if they had remotely clean air, which is like the case at the end. Bubba trying to pass Joey Logano, not the first place car, but he had like a three second, four second gap, much cleaner air than Bubba. And it made enough of a difference that Bubba could not get by him for like 20 laps. But um, no, I thought it was a great race. Like I said, the arrow issues here and there, but it's just fast cars at a fast track. You're going to see that from time to time. Um, what really stood out to me was Toyota. I don't know if the results pulled up in front of me, but I believe they finished second with uh, Bubba third with Hamlin. I think Truex was like sixth. Where's Kyle um, Bush? Where's Bush at? Kyle Bush was like 37th. <laughs> but the point is they still had two or three cars in the top five, top six. And this was like a worst case scenario for Toyota because Bubba Wallace had his best car since Kansas and couldn't win because he couldn't pass Logano on that final run. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. still gets a decent finish, yet is now outside of the playoff picture. I know we'll talk about that more in a moment. And Kevin Harvick of Ford, the one team, Stuart Haas, that's been like behind for the last two years oh no, have they finally hit their stride right before the playoffs? There's a ton of things that went wrong for Toyota, and most of it was self-inflicted. Hamlin uh, with the pit road penalty, they had that loose wheel guy came over the wall, don't know what he was thinking. Ty Gibbs still bowed back to finish 10th, but he had a speeding penalty. Kyle Busch, not self-inflicted, but they did employ a risky strategy that put them back on traffic on a restart. Christopher Bell wrecked himself. I could go on. So that, that was my well, big takeaway was Toyota's troubles. Yeah, Toyota. So I was wrong. It wasn't uh, Larson that finished third. It was Hamlin. And Hamlin made that big charge up through there. Second. Yeah, you're right. Second, third, sixth. And then Ty Gibbs in 10th, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, first career Cup Series top 10 and just his third start. Yeah. Highest finishing Chevy was seventh with Kyle oh. Larson. Oh, I thought he got to fifth. Never mind. Dang. Yeah. Who's fourth? Uh, Joey Logano. No, oh, Ryan yeah. Blaney, Truex, yeah. Larson, Jones, Bowman, and Ty Gibbs. Wait, Bowman yeah. got a top 10? 
Yep, yep. finished P9. Mm-hmm. Did he qualify like 30th? Dang. Hey, very impressive run. Maybe he's starting yes, to turn around a little bit. Like Jared said, or old Michigan kind of, you could make your way through the field slowly but surely during the mm-hmm. day. Or or in the case of Hamlin and Ty Gibbs, rock it through in the final 30 laps and get now, back into the top five. Now, top really 10. quick, uh, you two saw the uh, the first caution of the day. Like, tell me what happened uh, on that whole deal on the restart. I didn't I didn't see a lot, of course. But So, yeah, you can go ahead, Jared. Well, just J.J. Yaley, I think, restarted like seventh or ninth. And they, they like because there was a big shuffle up on uh, tire strategy and people staying out compared to people staying back uh, and pitting. And he was he was inside the top ten. I thought he yes, was in the midfield. He was. I think he was ninth, maybe eleventh, but something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was <laughs> around that area. They get into the restart, and you could see from the restart like the rest of the cars ahead of him pulled ahead as they <sighs> were getting up through the gears, and then go in through three and four or uh, one and two, and he just sort of drifts through the pack. I think somebody almost like got into him and took the air off his spoiler, but, it, but he wasn't going fast enough. Move, he wasn't going fast enough to have arrow coming. Yeah. Down. Yeah. <laughs> but it, he, he got shuffled into the back. And I think it, like when the wreck started, he was like four or five wide and the whole chain reaction from there, it was took out Amarola, Kyle oh. Bush, and obviously Austin Cindric. That was the most damage I've seen yeah. on the front of one of these cars since they've been introduced. So thank goodness for safety. Glad barriers. he walked away. No, but it's you can't, exactly. you can't, you cannot blame, blame the driver for that. Okay. He didn't make the call. The crew chief made the call. I mean, come on the crew, the crew chief. Oh, made no, the call. I, I blame the like, crew chief or the yeah. team. Or, I blame them the most, but yeah, a little bit on the driver. He, yeah, he could have still pulled bit, out of the way. I mean, he you know, still, you know what it was? He wanted revenge on the, uh, the eight, again for uh because was his uh yeah, yeah, he saw that interstate <laughs> no, 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 18 no. and had war no, flashbacks but, yeah honestly the crew chief needs to know better i understand you know trying to call you know make certain strategy calls to get your guys up front i mean that's the point of racing right but then mm-hmm. also you have to be aware of what type of equipment you have and yeah starting a rick Ware racing car inside the top 10 on a restart or early in the race like that yeah it's not that's necessarily the, the best call no. i think they even mentioned this on the broadcast but it was only like 15 laps until the end of the stage so even if he just rides around the back he's not going to go a lap down even a car that slow he's not going to go a lap down so there's yeah. no point in restarting 10th you should just play it safe the way uh I, I i saw a few people on twitter referencing bj mcleod how as far as like back <laughs> markers go he knows how to mm-hmm. not affect a race he does what he's supposed to do he minds his own clean. business yeah, he, he comes home clean 99 percent of the time because of it and i think some of these Rick Ware teams could learn a thing or two from him. BJ McLeod, straight from the book of Paul Menard. Yes, but but um, but uh, from the racing I saw though, um, because um, we were like going back and forth in the media center and watching the on-track action. The IndyCar race, I mean, it was a street course after all, so it's, it's not an oval. You can't see everything and stuff. But um, from um, what I was watching, I mean, the racing was absolutely spectacular for Michigan standards. I mean, yeah, problems with the repave and stuff. Not a whole lot of tire wear every now and then, but you know you had a lot of parody too like at one point the track house cars uh, towards the um, um towards the end of the race were one two and i'm like ooh, like when they when they can turn it on man i mean that's going to be a team to watch in the playoffs especially um like and also um not just ross chastain but i mean daniel suarez you can make a case for him you know maybe making a potential dark horse run in the playoffs hey yeah you never know but um some other guys too i mean of course bubba wallace that was the that was the story there. I mean, like, at, at, I, I was, I was, um, I was watching it. I was, um, watching the, uh, the, um, the intervals on my phone, and um, I was looking, and towards the end of the, uh, um, towards the end of lap twenty, he was like, what, almost two seconds ahead there. Like mm-hmm. he was, yeah, that car was fast right from the get go too. I mean, and now that makes 
three of the last four races he gets a top five so four straight top tens no he was Mm -hmm. good if that if if he doesn't get held up by logano and i think this is why he was so down on himself in his post-race interview he chose to restart i'm not mistaken underneath harvick on the front row Mm -hmm. and that's just you lose your momentum you got the side draft from larson you're gonna fall back to third Mm -hmm. um at best and i think that's where he what he was so frustrated by i think if he could go back he would restart second row outside and just follow Harvick through probably to second place. And then on the long run, he was as fast or faster than Harvick. It's, it could have been anyone's game, but because he had to waste so much time and so many tires trying to get by Joey Logano, he didn't have a chance, but no, I thought his quote quote was funny after the race though. Like Logano earned another Ford contract. Yeah, And then did you see him uh, today on Twitter? He was trying to say, Oh, Hey, Logano did nothing wrong. He was backtracking a little bit. Did you get, you see that on Twitter today? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like his fans are probably going after Logano a bit. And he was trying to dial that. Hey guys, that's racing that's racing you gotta get by so hey look logano's doing his job i was trying to do his job as much as some of the bubba wallace haters can be annoying as all get out in every form of social media his fans when they get mad they can also be equally kind of reminds me of uh of dale jr fans to an extent to an extent well the thing that i had said on sunday night that i was happy with was that instead of bubba being like oh you know moping around because of a 14th place run and stuff and it's like he's actually competitive enough to be upset with running second. Mm-hmm. And that, that should be the goal with it. You know, like going to 2311, a lot of people probably, you know, erroneously thought this, but thought that he was going to be going to a team that would be much more competitive week in and week out, mm-hmm. a team that would, that should be competing for wins. Finally, a year and a half into that, and he's starting to to live up a bit to that. And the fact that he is more upset, that is more animated and more, I'd say passionate about, you know, better runs is just a testament to the fact that like, this is where he should have been. I said, I think four or five weeks ago, or maybe three it was after the, the first of this four race stretch where I was like, okay, that's awesome. Prove you can do it again. Prove you can compete better. Yep. And he's done that. Mm-hmm. And that, that should be the bar that he's held to just like any other driver. It shouldn't just be a, well, you know, he's got incrementally better every week. It's like, this is the results that the last year and a half have been building to. And credit to Booty Barker on that. Like, yeah. from, from what it seemed like right before this, even when they did the crew swap, like everything was falling apart at the seams. And it seems like he's been the one who's been able to keep everything together. And he's know, the soul. He's the, he's the soul of that 23 team. Yeah. He's yeah. the heart and soul of that team, man. He really just, I want to. I want to ask you, Jarrett, because a couple months ago mm-hmm. you said, and mm-hmm. I think most of us agreed with you, mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace would be a waste of a playoff spot. Do you still ag- agree with that statement now after he has four straight top tens? See, if he runs like he is now, no. Uh, sure. No. But this isn't historically something that Bubba is normally doing. Um, I mean, if he runs well at, Watkins Glen, for instance, if he runs well at tracks, aren't Daytona? Yeah, I, I don't think he is. He has uh, for the last four weeks. Uh, not yeah. road courses aside, I don't expect mm-hmm. a, a super strong. <laughs> he was even joking right. about it after getting but, the ball. He's like, yeah, yeah, Watkins Glen is like one of my best shots. See, <laughs> like, yeah. it, anything can happen in NASCAR. And I always look back to the 08 season and that style of playoffs or Chase, I should say, we saw Dell Jr. and Kyle Busch equally have phenomenal regular seasons. Oh, and then they yeah. just, they just, you know, pooped the bed when the, when the chase come around. So, I mean, if I have to look at a couple of these guys that are winners that are locked in right now, I mean, for judging off the last 10 weeks, he's honestly a better fit guy to be in the playoffs competing than Kyle Busch. 
Um, if we're looking at other guys who have gotten wins, Chase Briscoe, what's he done since his win? Yeah. Uh, I, I know we got a top 10. I'm not saying this to mess with you, Danny, but Alex Bowman has not been inspirational. Oh, 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 oh I know. Uh, oh, look on, at William Byron's stats for the last three Byron, months. Byron, yes. Yeah. Byron's been atrocious. Speaking of, hold on, hold on. Speaking of teams, speaking of Chase Briscoe, let's talk about Storhaus Racing for a second. First off, um, Kevin Harvick, we have to check on his back because he's going to need surgery from all this team caring he's been doing we're, all we're season. We're 15 bro. minutes, and this is the first we've, I think, mentioned Kevin Harvick. Yeah, so that's yeah. That's probably good. Thanks for doing no, this, no. Darius. I was just about to say that. Yeah, but no, first off, Kevin Harvick, man, just breaking that winless streak i mean what was it 64 or no 65 race winless streak. Wow. it's a good place to break windows yeah streaks. hey yeah it is yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so awesome run by kevin harvick there and you know 15 different winners and uh just again storehouse racing it just seems that there's been really only like one or two cars competing all season like look i know we've seen some some good runs from eric amarola but it's never sustainable and then chase briscoe like you just mentioned i mean what's he really done since that you know bubba has went? more to, bubba has as many top fives this year as chase briscoe mm-hmm. has top 10. now now granted he, he was he was in he you know he was competing for the victory you know at dirt bristol but that was so long ago now and, uh, so what was the other one season. was it where's the other one he spun out it was darlington no um Charlotte? No, no, no. It's Kansas? Charlotte. 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 Oh, it was Charlotte? Okay, I was okay, Charlotte. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I was. I was right. like, it's there an intermediate go. of some kind. So, yeah. And then obviously, Cole Custer. We, we don't even need to talk about he's him. Anymore. There. The point, he's there. Yeah, he's there. But he's the keeping the seat is, warm for Kyle. Didn't he get a top 10 like a week ago? He did. Put, put some respect on his name as long but as we point, st- while we still can. He got 50% of his top 10s this season in the last <laughs> two weeks. It, it, isn't it sad how the best driver in 41 since Kurt Bush is going to be his brother? But the point is, though, is that you know, Harvick and that 14, they have been a steady rock for that team all season long. And now, honestly, you could make the case, and this may be a hot take to some, you can make a case for him being a championship contender. It's a Harvick. He's in it. He's in it. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. I've been saying this all, you know, all summer. Uh, you look at how close the playoff field is right now. And I think that one, his experience, I think will be a lot better compared to a lot of these Mm -hmm. younger guys. A lot of these guys that are in the playoffs right now are, are, they have a lot less experience or this might be their first time in the playoffs, you know? So he's, he's got six top fives, 12 top tens. The only thing that I question with Harvick, because I think he has the speed to be a top five guy each week at this point, the team's getting better as the year goes on. This dude doesn't lead laps. Like, Of the guys qualified at the moment for the playoffs, he's 15th of 16 in laps led this season. Mm. And and if he's going to compete for a championship and compete for more wins, he's got to lead more laps. He's led 51 laps this year. And I think Absolutely. like 30 or 40 of them came this week. <laughs> 38 so. came on Sunday, yes. Yeah, so. that's right. You said 38, yeah. He led mm. 13 laps <laughs> in the first 22 races this year. I mean, he's able to get the good finishes, though, at least. But, yeah, he just he has to improve, just lead some laps there, you know, get I a mean, win or two during the playoffs. I'll say this for Kevin Harvick's credit. His team owner is Tony Stewart, and that's the one guy who should have taught every NASCAR fan to never doubt that he can do anything once the playoffs start because he did exactly that in 2011. So yeah, and it, that was in a system that didn't reward – at the same way that this system does. And uh, if he did that in this system today, that'd clearly be a championship. See, and again, we'll get to it a little later, but that's why I laugh when people are like, well, if Blaney and Truex haven't won, do they really deserve to be in the playoffs? It's uh, like, Tony Stewart did uh, hey, the it, greatest runs ever. So yeah. save, we're, we're going to save that I, for later, though. I, I could see. Debate. No, I can't wait. I could <laughs> see Kevin Harvick 
putting together a run though. I mean, he mm-hmm. has a lot of good tracks coming up for him in the playoffs. Darlington's one that he ran really well at when he was running really poorly earlier in the year. I don't think he's a favorite by any means. I'd, I'd put Elliot Chastain Larson Larson. Someone people are sleeping on. Um, you know, I wouldn't put him as like one of my top five favorites, but I mean, this season, everyone is so kind of even in that can playoff I, run exactly. that I think he has a bit of an edge. Really well, quick, well, can I? Re- oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was go gonna ahead. say, guy in the chat, uh, Hunter Nixon fishing. He's a fish friend of mine down in the Chattanooga area. He brings up a good point. Kevin Harvick is the most underappreciated driver, and I kind of agree with on that because I feel like. This season, we don't appreciate him in the same way that we did in years past. I think because well, he's had his worst statistical year, yeah. in twelve seasons. Or and something. also, That's and also, I, everyone's really, and, and also, basically, a lot of the fan base is just so glad he's not winning nine. I, or I just 10 think everyone's caught now. up in the moment, and, and I know you had a point, Darian, but and maybe this was it. But like what we've been saying, Chase Elliott, I think, is kind of, in my opinion, the clear favorite. But after that, mm-hmm. there's about ten guys that I think are tied. Like I, I think for all the way from Christopher Bell to Ross Chastain, I, I give them about equal chances of making the championship four. And Harvick might sneak into that group. So I, mm-hmm. that's why I agree with your point, Jarrett. That you know, he's a championship contender only because about a dozen guys I think are legit championship mm-hmm. contenders right now. Can I can I reveal to y'all who my least favorite guy is entering the playoffs? And this might be a surprise like to who, some. Like who you think will be the worst one? Or like- yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Just like just as of right now, my least favorite guy entering the playoffs right now, and this is just based on recent races. What you, Kyle Busch has oh. yet to score a top ten in the past eight races. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's concerning but, to me. That's but, something I would pay more attention to. There. But that first round has Bristol. Yeah, but again, hey, past eight races, no top tens at all. What hey, what's going on here? You know what's going on with KFB, man? Like, look, I get you know he's having you know other stuff going on behind the scenes, but. Zero top tens, not a single top ten during that time span, and then yeah, just it, you know it, it it obviously didn't help that it, that he uh, DNF'd out of the uh, the last race, but yeah, that's something that I think some people need to pay a lot more attention to. I get he's you know he's locked in the playoffs, but it's off of that one dirt Bristol win that you know wouldn't have happened if Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe didn't you know take each other well, out there. Let's not so. for, let's not forget we're going back to Richmond. He was close to winning that one earlier yeah, this year. So. Yeah, true, true. So hey, we'll see until if he can the, turn it around until a little until bit. The, the tape issue happened to him, but hey, we'll see if he can turn it around. But hey, right as of right now, it's I'm not I'm not feeling him right now. You know what's crazy to me to look at is looking back at the three races before this eight race streak. He was finishing third, second, second. Like yeah. It, it it this year in a lot of ways is very streaky for people, um, in general. I mean, aside from Elliot being really far ahead of the rest, I don't see anyone so far who you could say week in and week out has been a top five contender, you know, and finished in the top five at the same time. You know, you could talk about Ross Chastain. He's he's been up there really fast. He has the most top fives out of anyone this year. Only person actually to have more. Uh, to have double-digit top fives this year. But at the same time, you can look at Blaney. Blaney's led in 18 of the 23 races. No one else has led wow. 13. Oh, oh, gosh. That's actually yeah. a wild stat. I didn't realize that. We're just we're just like giving a big drum roll ready to, to tee up the, the, the playoff conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit. Um, you look at some of the other guys. I mean, William Byron. William Byron has uh, five top tens this year, led 611 laps, only bested by Chase Elliott. So it's like... I, I feel like whoever positions themselves to have the best streak of races in the playoffs is, is at this point the favorite. Yes, Elliot has that 
big buffer of points, but Kevin Harvick proved in 2020 it doesn't really matter if you have a bad stretch when the last round comes up before the uh, final four. So, you know, Blaney or Truex could miss it, but at the same time, if they make it, they could be somebody who could go on one of the best championship runs in recent memory compared to the lead up to the, to the playoffs. Uh, Joey Logano is someone who could, he's Mm -hmm. proved in 2018. He was able to. So I, I hate because every year we always say that it's wide open, but it's, it this, really is. It is. It's. It really is this year. I mean, again, you can make a case for like maybe 10, 12 of the current guys locked in, like why and they could win the championship. At, at, at this point, we don't know what the over what the true statuses would be with Kurt Busch, so we don't know where that's going to be when we get to the playoffs mm-hmm. leader. Yeah. yeah that's another I'm operating thing. off the fact that, you know, NASCAR is, hasn't given any reason to say he's not going to be in as much as uh, I think me and a lot of other fans have questioned. So at this rate, if he comes back, Kurt Busch is somebody who, with the way 2311 is doing, could very easily be up there. I believe, isn't Bubba using Kurt Busch's team while he's out? Yes. yes. Picker, yep. So if that picker gets moved back to the 45, why why couldn't Kurt Busch go on a run? I I think it's pretty easy to say that Kurt Busch is a better driver than Bubba right now. So Kurt Busch could be someone who could go on a run with these fast cars. If Ty Gibbs could finish 10th uh, after a speeding penalty in that car, I think Kurt would have been a contender for the win, probably much like Bubba, much like Harvick. Mm -hmm. And one final note on Harvick, and we're giving him a lot of credit, a lot of props. I don't want to take away from Kevin Harvick fans, you know, first big moment in almost two years. But (laughs) this was a typical NASCAR race where you have to have enough speed to put yourself in position. But let's not pretend that, you know, the two track house cars were going to win this race if Christopher Bell doesn't clear himself mm-hmm. off of Ross Chastain's bumper. Uh, Denny Hamlin might have won this race if he doesn't have an issue on pit road, as he's prone to do. Um, Ty, you know, Ty Gibbs wasn't going to win this race, but he would have been in the top five as well. Uh, so there were a lot of things that had to go right for Harvick to finally get this win, just like there were a lot of things that had to go right for Kyle Busch to get his win at Bristol Dirt. It's just NASCAR, but when we talk about Harvick as you know a, a legit title threat, is SHR back? I think it's important to keep some of that in perspective that he won. Yes. Great. But remember he led 13 laps all season before this race. And I think that, you know, that still rings true a little bit. Yeah. That that's big. My big sticking point with them. I think every driver, but Elliot right now has one of those things where he could be like, okay, they're a title contender, but this needs to be improved on. And that mm-hmm. that's his, I mean, before this, he was 16th of 16 of, of the guys currently in the playoffs before this week. Mm-hmm. So, but speaking, yep. you, you talked about the track house guys. Like, what the hell is Bell doing? Yeah, look, oh, yeah. hey, hey, first off, like, let, let me say this. You know, um, Mr. Bell, you know, David Bell from uh, NR Night in America. Look, I, I understand, you know, thank you for, um, for um, you know, watching, you know, <laughs> racing and stuff. His but, dad. bro, what is, hey, what, man, what's this, going on, man? This makes what's going Tom, on? Dude, this makes, like, the way that people address Tom Logano look like child hey hey you gotta hey what's going on hey because the reason i'm addressing him is because he calls us out when we mess up on stream so i'm like hey what talk to him man what's going on man i was just saying like because i was watching the replay and i'm like he just came up on him and now some people had the freaking audacity to blame ross chastain for that that was not ross chastain's fault at all (laughs) bell kept coming up and up and up it's like well what else is chastain supposed to do just Oh, man. It just, it, what was frustrating was Chastain had just pit, so he not only had better tires, he had the momentum from running the outside lane. It was like, what is? 
Like, just let them go by. Like, it's just, this isn't the kind of track where guys are going to slam on the brakes and let you in, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It, it was frustrating because that's another, like I said at the beginning, another Toyota driver who had a top five run going and, and choked uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, like, Bell has had this. I, to Darian, we have David Bell in the chat. <laughs> oh! Welcome to the stream. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, 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 thank you for being a good sport, sir. So you see, he knows. He, knows well, he, he watches he everything did. on NASCAR hey. YouTube. Hey, he's always watching. That's amazing. Appreciate you. Well, hey, I, hey, that's what he said. I didn't hey, mistakes realize, happen. Mistakes happen. I didn't even realize he was there, so I swear <laughs> I'm not sucking up when I say this. We've talked about for the past couple weeks that Bell has arguably been mm-hmm. the best guy in the Toyota camp. Yeah. I mean, he's been faster than, than pretty much everyone at JGR. I mean, Denny Hamlin every other week is messing up. Uh, I think they said he had like 31 pit problems so far this year. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that is an amazing statistic that needs to have a graph every single week updated. Because at this rate, he will update it once or twice a race. Um, <laughs> Kyle Busch, way off. Martin Truex Jr., yeah, you could argue that he might be faster than uh, – than Christopher Bell, but Bell has double the top fives as him, and well, he he has a win, and Truex doesn't. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, like I, if we're talking of those like eight or nine drivers we're putting in the championship conversation, he's yep. got to be one of those guys we talk about. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. I, real quick, can we mention though that Noah Gregson was making three wide moves in the top five until he crashed himself? Oh, and, can we mention cool. that? Bubba Wallace said on the radio, "Hey, he's got to learn sometime." I'm like, "Well, yeah." Oh, yeah he did. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, and I know we'll talk good things about Noah Gregson a little later on. But uh, nine Cup starts this year. Jarrett's been throwing a lot of stats out tonight. I want to throw one out. Nine Cup starts this year. Five DNFs for Noah Gregson. Oh, um, should I do a that... bad seasons chat? Let me know. Should I do a bad season? <laughs> you can't do that in the year. Hey, 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 hey no, five DNFs though. Come on. He ain't made enough starts. Okay, go do a bad season on Chase Elliott 2015, Dan. Go ahead. I think I think I've done a bad seasons on Kyle Bush 2004, actually. Are you gonna do I, a yeah, bad, yeah, I think bad I seasons, Danica Patrick 2018. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, five well, DNFs. Every season's a bad season for Danica. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's a, that's a crazy stat line, though. I didn't know that. Oh, oh boy. But, but he I, had a good run for the first half of this race. Re- like, exactly really good. Like, good. actually very impressive. It just It's amazing watching him and Ty Gibbs together. It's like the two have magnets to each other's cars and just always <laughs> seem to find each other out there. Uh, but both of them looked like veterans. I mean, especially Gregson in that 16 car, which is not as good as the 45 car, I would say. Uh, I'd, I'd venture out to, to say that. Um he they looked like veterans out there and i think even jeff burton pointed out that noah like decided not to clear himself when he was clear till and in his words and i I will take his word over what i would think on it um and his words was to show more respect out there when he could have passed them i think for third uh and he ended up i think falling back to fourth with that so i think what what gregson's doing one He's, I think he impressed everybody out there with that. But two, if that's exactly what he was doing, he's playing the long game on that. And as yeah. for Ty Gibbs, he's cup ready. I know I, I know I was iffy on it before this week. Are you convinced now? He's, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. That was that was impressive to watch. And he, he was someone – I think a lot of people I saw on social media were like, I thought that was Kurt Busch out there the whole time, and yeah. it was actually Ty. Do you so, feel yeah. – Do you feel um, uh, a part-time schedule for him next year would benefit no, him a lot? No, go full-time. 
Go full time. Okay. Hey, I, he's I, all I, in. He's I, all I, in. What's he have I, to learn from Xfinity? Yeah, anymore? yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it makes losing Kyle Busch a lot easier, I think, knowing that Ty <laughs> will at, probably yeah. hold his own. At this point, I want to see Ty Gibbs go to Cup because now that Gregson's going to Cup, I want to see those two have a really good battle for their last chance in an Xfinity yeah. Series championship. And Noah Gregson versus Ty Gibbs, I think that's going to be a battle we're going to see for years to come. Now, obviously, I feel like Ty Gibbs will have the edge early on, you know, based on the team. But yeah, yeah, for equipment. But, you know, it'll progress eventually. What what Ty Gibbs did is he made Joe Gibbs' life so much easier with this Mm -hmm. Kyle Busch stuff. Because there is no, there's nothing that Kyle Busch has over Joe Gibbs now. Like, you could be like, oh, what, are you going to suffer? Is your your Ty going to come up and run mediocre for two years? Based on the last three weeks, and we'll see what happens with with uh, Richmond. Probably not. Probably no, not. He's and we get to see the monster, He's the monster eighteen too in the cup. Ooh, that that look really. That nice. would look pretty that sharp. Really nice. That would look mm-hmm. good. And we'll probably see the monster girls more. So even better for a lot yeah, of fans. There you go. There you go. See? Oh, young Ty Gibbs around all those monster girls. Be careful, bud. <laughs> so I don't spoken, know. And, spoken from experience, Danny. <laughs> no. Well, okay. Never mind. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a, a, a wise sage there. With yeah, the like I've been there. Ice. I've been just, there. Just, so. just, just, just ask, just ask the other driver to eighteen how he felt about Monster now. So, anyways, what? moving on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> moving on. That was a little rowdy there, man. Moving on to what? What do we even? What do we have next? Do we want to talk about the playoff situation? Yes, please. I, I, I think I we should. Real quick, I do want to want to say this before we get right into it and get a little negative here. I want to be positive. Negative. Michigan, I, I, it's the oh. best season ever. Darian's been ripping on the playoffs when none of us bring it up all year. This is his moment to shine. I need I need to put something out there. Okay, because, right. Like I said, Michigan holds a special place in my heart. They had their best attended race since 2016, mm. even with a rain delay. Sold out the infield for the first time since Dale Jr. won there. Awesome stuff. More tracks need one date. Just yeah. want to say that. Yeah. No, I agree. It was, it was, the visuals were great, even with the rain concerns, for mm-hmm. sure. And it was crazy. So, both the IndyCar and the NASCAR race had both both had rain delays at the same time. And they finished like with it, like the checkered flag mm-hmm. flew within like five minutes. By uh, the time, yeah, yeah. After the ridiculous. checkered flag had flown for the uh, the NASCAR race, I think there was like three or two laps to go for IndyCar. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Well, the floor is yours, Darian. Uh, we all know the point situation. Uh, 15 winners. Uh, Blaney is now the last guy in. He's second in the regular season standings, but he's only 19 points the good over Martin Truex Jr., who's now out, minus 19. He's fourth in the regular season standings. So uh, are you excited about 15 winners? Are you frustrated that Truex and or Blaney will miss at this point? Uh, I am, yeah. I'm happy and sad. Happy because, yes, 15 different winners. Oh, my gosh, focus. There we go. Oh, yes, 15 different winners. You know, that's awesome. That's cool. That's exactly what this next-gen car was supposed to do, bring back that parity. And, hell, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if you know, by the end of the season, we could potentially be flirting with the record, maybe. May, I don't know. We'll see. What is we'll see record? what happens. I don't even know. Is 19. It... 19. Oh, okay. What, yeah. what so, year hey, was that? 2001. Oh, 19 winners that year? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Yeah, And that was less that. than 36 races. At that, wasn't no, it, wasn't it, it? it was the first year of 36 races. That was the first year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then 18 winners the following season in 2002. So, hey, we're going back to that early wait, 2000s wait, parody. So these years when there was like 60 or 90 races or whatever, was there – that doesn't count in this list, I guess? I, well, Richard Petty won them all. Yeah, Richard Petty <laughs> and David Pearson true. usually won about that, that, that 70%. Is true. That is true. 
so look, I'm happy, you know, about that. You know, it, it it's entertaining for us, but the fact is to have two of the um um to have two drivers inside the top five, you know, even be at risk of missing the, missing the playoffs is absolutely ridiculous. And it just goes to show that once again, like there's just you know, it how do I explain this? If NASCAR fixes one flaw with the playoffs, there's always going to be another one that pops up. And this is one of those other ones, you know, like, look, I get Chase Elliott, you know, he's 125 points ahead or no, excuse me. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like 125 points ahead. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not going to lose that. So look, I mean, like, you know, he already has the regular season championship on lock basically at this point. So now Blaney well, he has to win, I feel like. I feel like he has to well, win. Well, Truex for sure does. Uh, Blaney at this point doesn't, but he might, you know, because there are still there's still Daytona and Watkins yeah. Glen to go. But just the fact that this is even being discussed is is ridiculous. I mean, look, I had put out a tweet that David Lynn had talked about in a video yesterday and appreciate y'all watching that. Um, you know, I had said how I personally value the IndyCar championship more than the NASCAR championship at this point. This may be a hot take to some, and let me address this first. I get that when you talk about branding, the NASCAR Cup Series championship is obviously more recognizable than the IndyCar championship, obviously. I mean, look at the ratings. I don't need to go too much you know, detail into that. But when you look at you know the seriousness of it, the prestige of it, you know, to have six guys in contention for the championship with four races to go that are like 50 points apart. The top four specifically is separated by a total of 33 points. You have guys who have won a bunch of races all season and others who have, who don't even have a single win yet competing for the championship, but they're so consistent. They're being rewarded for, for, for consistency. And in my opinion, a consistent point system is the fairest way to crown a champion. So they're being rewarded while on the other side, consistency is unfortunately being taken for granted. And look at this shirt. Got Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte, two of, two of the most consistent drivers in NASCAR history, okay? They weren't guys that won a whole lot of races and stuff. They were just simply the most consistent. Look at Terry Labonte's championship in 96, Labonte and Bobby's in 2000. You know, not a whole lot of race wins there. And it's just, it's getting really ridiculous that, you know, now the top five is at risk of missing the playoffs and stuff. It's... Look, I, I mean, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but it's just, it's crazy that Ryan Blaney's consistency is not going to be rewarded, it seems like, unless he gets a victory. I mean, yeah, he has a win in the in the All-Star race, but I don't count, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, give him or, some money. Ordinarily, wait till a little bit later to, for Super Chats, and we will get that later, but I got to acknowledge Cody Workman gave a $1.99 and said, playoff system be like Darian's top golf score. Poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buzzing too. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, real quick, kind of, kind of bounce off that because I, I don't entirely disagree. It is, it's an awkward situation that two guys that are top five in the regular traditional standings, one of them is likely going to miss unless they both win, and then Kurt Busch will get knocked out. And I think at that point, nobody would really have a serious argument um, against Kurt Busch missing, unfortunately, because he's missed a handful of races now. But for the time being, it is awkward, and. Yeah, NASCAR, I think NASCAR, I've said for a while they need to do a better job promoting the championship four. 
I think the way college basketball makes a big deal, they raise banners. If you get to the final four, you don't have to win the national title. If you have a final four season, your school will be talking about it and celebrating it for years and years and years. I think NASCAR should be doing that more with their championship four, And I think they need to make a bigger deal about their regular season champion because, you know, Indi- how many races are in an IndyCar season? 20 uh, less than it's, I think it's less than 20. I think. Is it less let than me, 20 let, now? Let me look at there all, but there's they're 20 already said they're going to put it up to, I think 23. Yeah. Well, there are 26 or two cup series races in the regular season and we do give out a trophy at the end of those 26 for whoever's leading the points the same way you would an indy car so i think if you're if you want to appease fans like like me to an extent but more so you darian who's really preaching about consistency um nascar needs to make a bigger deal about that and i think it should be that that they should have a a podium at the end of the season a big stage that the driver comes out and gets to take his regular season championship trophy it shouldn't just be on the grid they hand it to him and take a photo for twitter Uh, 17 by the way 17 17 by the way so you know yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to add. I mean, NASCAR wanted parody. They got parody with this new car. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of winners. I can't deny that it's a cool story going into Richmond, especially a track that both Blaney and Truex dominated in at in the spring. Um, basically 1v1 now, these next three weeks mm-hmm. until we get another winner. It's Blaney versus Truex going to a couple tracks that they're great at. Blaney at Richmond, Truex at Watkins Glen. Like, I can't deny it's not fun for the casual fan or even for some of the hardcore fans who've watched every week and seen what it's taken to get to this point. There is something to watch for. But yeah, Blaney and Truex both have a better shot at the title than I'd say Suarez, Briscoe. Um, well, they're in the top five. They're in the top five. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Field. So the yeah. fact that they're in jeopardy of missing and like Bubba could go win Daytona and he's been good lately, but like McDowell could go win Daytona. And I'm sorry, Jarrett, but he's not uh, no, he's a not. better contender than, than Truex. He's not. I never would yeah. say that. So when I, like when I said earlier, there's Elliot and then there's like 10 guys, Blaney and Truex would be in that 10 um, if they make the playoffs. And there's a good chance that one doesn't. And it is awkward, but I don't know. It's everything's about wins these days. That's how NASCAR's built it. I just, as much because you know, I'm, I think of any of us here, I'm the one who hates the playoffs the most. But is there really anything that is going to ha- happen this year that NASCAR would even tweak the playoffs with? That That's my big question with all this because you look at the, the history of the playoffs. You have Ryan Newman almost winning the championship, you know, got zero wins in a season and a winner take, you know, and wins mean uh, more in 2014. You have that was a bad missing. format, though. I will never defend the 14, 15, 16 format. No, and it, but it, but it still, it always gets lumped yeah. in with a lot of this. You got Kyle mm-hmm. Busch, even with the current format, would have won in 2015, missing a third of the season. Kevin Harvick with his amazing run in 2020. NASCAR doesn't throw the caution when it's raining at Texas. That ultimately costs Harvick because that's when he hits the wall when it's raining. And the Martinsville one wouldn't have even mattered had had that been the fact. So I don't really see this shaking anything. The only thing I could really see shaking it up is if there's such a loud fan outcry if Elliot gets screwed. Because Elliot fans are <laughs> Oh, it's let's be real. If like that's I don't the only know. Th- that's the only way I could see NASCAR making a big change is if there's that big of a of a of a response. But they didn't do that for three different times with Jeff Gordon. You know, they didn't do that mm-hmm. with the 2014 format. They left that alone for two more years. Dale they Jr. Didn't do it no was, Dale Jr. was never up there enough times, I think, for them to be in that situation. No, no, he wasn't. And even and even without the chase, it wouldn't have mattered. He w- the best he would have done is I think like second or third. But if they're not gonna change it for some of the most popular drivers, they're not gonna change it for some of the most ridiculous situations, and then go ahead and market those situations like they have with Harvick and Bush. 
like are they really going to change it for this like that i don't think anything yeah. is really going to change it this is what they want they want the chaos and the entertainment over what a lot of old school racing fans would argue i would argue as well as more legitimacy like they want the entertainment they they stress entertainment when talking about this format so i think it's yeah, also I don't see it changing this may be counterintuitive in some ways i think it's also for simplicity's sake they like the win and you're in line because anyone is, can understand that you don't have to think about oh he's 12 positions back but he had more in the stages so he's actually six points behind this guy no they just want you to look up and say if he wins he's in simplify it i think that's another reason they they they, they want to dumb it down for the largest possible audience possible which i mean and i would i've argued this for a couple years now let's just go to the dumbest downed one of all and just go with hey we should have every driver in the playoffs have the playoff be one round for 36 races and whoever has the most points win that. But <laughs> like, this is what we have. It's, it's but, like, I'm it's saying wins are easier second. to understand. Yeah. Like the average person sees it a trophy is. and a win and is like, that's better, way better than, Oh, that what, good fourth place finish. You know, what NASCAR, NASCAR is catering more to the fan that thinks because Ryan Newman won eight races in 2003, he should have had championship over Matt Kenseth. And I've seen arguments for that. I've seen, I've seen arguments for that too, but yeah, I mean, but but then he, then he crashed like every race he wasn't great in. Yeah. He had had eight or nine DNFs or something that year. Um, It wasn't a perfect format. I'm not saying that was no format is, but you you have to look at this format in the scope of NASCAR history. If you, you look at, they've had it, what, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This is the sixth year of having it. They're not going to change it next year, so probably have it at least seven. You, if you want to add the three years before that, because so many people usually do, it's been here almost a decade. This win and you're in style playoff has been here almost a decade. It's the second longest lasting format in NASCAR history, if you want to be completely simple with it. I don't think NASCAR is going to change, at least not anytime soon, unless the way that fans want to understand the sport itself uh changes like people want to understand it more for wins they want wins to mean all and now you have this sort of battle between more newer age fans and older age fans that are watching other things like from darian's case indycar and f1 um so i mean i can't deny it makes nascar unique uh it sets it apart from other motorsports it sets it apart from most other sports but it, it, I, I feel like if you want to make it more for co- for competitive legitimacy, cut the field down to 12 and have the playoffs be seven races instead of 10 so that you're not just eliminating people who don't belong there anyway. That's about the only thing I think I could see NASCAR doing. I saw a tweet, and I know we hate comparing NASCAR to stick and ball sports, but if we are going to make that comparison because stick and ball sports reign supreme and go for ma- largely many of the same audiences NASCAR does, um, I can't remember who was on Twitter compared – the NASCAR playoff system to the NCAA March Madness, effectively, the college basketball tournament at the end of the season, as far as they want the crazy upsets. You could go 30 and 0 in the regular season, get one of those one seeds and get upset by Loyola Chicago and mm-hmm. as like the 12 seed. And they want that. And that happens every year. And that's why, again, they raise banners for final four appearances because they know crazy things happen in those final couple of games that can cause the best team all year to lose the championship. So I think it's an accurate comparison in terms of chaos and in terms of upsets. And I think that's what NASCAR's tried to model themselves after, which, you know, agree or disagree. That's what they're, you know, March Madness blows out ratings well, every year. Yeah. You, and that's what they're trying to do. You, you are right. I mean, 
from the chaos aspect, the entertainment aspect of it, Matt Crafton in 2019 was entertaining for that mm-hmm. reason that he didn't win a single mm-hmm. race and still won a championship. Well, I see Bruce in the chat saying in a super chat that, you know, he doesn't want a NASCAR champion that can't win a regular season race because consistency is like kissing your sister. Um, How would you know? That, How would you that know mean? that? Well, it's it's a figure of speech. Um, but what but, what is the figure of speech? I, don't I wasn't going to read that out loud. The figure... just... Anyway. You, you, you what, get, no, I need I someone to, to explain you, this you, to me. You get an interview from Alabama. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, what I want to get to is you saw that with Tony Stewart. You saw that in 2011 with Tony Stewart, and most fans, especially newer and younger fans, view that as one of the greatest championship runs in NASCAR history. So I, I don't see, you know, it's definitely nuanced, but at the same time, like, there needs to be a bit more of a threshold when it comes to, I think, competitiveness. I don't like, I wouldn't say that letting the top 10 on points in locked in would be good. But when you have two guys in the top five this year, like Truex, like Blaney guys, like I talked about Blaney, who is Blaney has been up front in more races than any other driver this season. Yet, according to that mentality of thought should not be in the playoffs. He did win. I'm going to be blunt here. I think that's a stupid way of thinking about it because Blaney consistently has been ahead of pretty much any other guy we're talking about in the championship battle with exception of maybe Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, and you could argue Kyle Larson. So there, there needs to be, I feel like NASCAR needs to have more of a balancing act with it. We don't see this every year. We, we've talked about it earlier in the show. That's this true. Is this will be an outlier. Hey, hey but, yeah. but, but real question though, and then we can move on. But like, I just thought about this too. This, this is really deep in my opinion, but at the end of the day, like, do you think Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. care if they make the playoffs or not? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think they Truex care. Truex and James Small were taking mm-hmm. shots at each other because this last week. See, I, I don't know. Just because sometimes, like, I don't know, just when some of these well, drivers talk about, you know, the playoffs and stuff, I feel like from what I get, you know, from, you know, um, from, uh, you know, uh, the way they answered the, uh, the questions about it and stuff, I feel like. Yeah, if they make it, it's great. But if they don't, then it's like, okay, drivers we'll are gonna just go play for it a win. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't trust drivers in the heat of the moment. I think well, they're going to play it off, not get the heat put on their team. Like, I think it's more like Harvick wins this weekend. His first thought is, yes, I finally broke that winless streak. His second thought is, oh, yeah, I'm in the playoffs. Like I, that's, I think that's what you're getting at, Darian. I, I do agree that sometimes does set in here and there. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, theoretically – both of those guys still have to think even if one of them wins they can still get into the playoffs because these next two tracks are really great tracks for martin Truex jr uh, both richmond and Watkins Glen. he's pretty really good at those tracks but then also daytona is really good for ryan blaney if theoretically both those two win i think that would kick kurt bush out because he's missed so much at this point yeah yes i i'll, I'll end my thoughts off here and just say like I've said this, I've had, you know, basically every year on this show. I've and people have asked me on different streams, like you know, because I don't like the playoffs. Like, well, one thing a lot of people get asked that don't like the playoffs is why do you still watch one? I just watch week to week. Like, it's still a as race. somebody, yeah, I I like watching the individual races themselves. As someone who's not a fan of the playoffs, like, yeah, it's fun to talk about the scenarios. It's fun to to 
to see what the different drivers do. And I will never deny that the drivers don't change their driving style for the playoffs. I don't think they don't care. I think when Kevin Harvick, for instance, in 2020 said, eh, they're not like the ones that Earnhardt and Petty won. I'd rather win races. I think he's saying that to just get the you know cameras off of him quick. But as a fan, I, I, I don't put the championship on as much of a pedestal mm-hmm. as I probably would have during the chase era. I, it just, and that's a preference thing, but I, I, I noticed it's a preference thing that is shared amongst the largest, a large, I would say the largest, but a large contingent of NASCAR's most loyal fans is they don't value the championship as much as say NASCAR would want them to the TV ratings speak for it. The fact that the most watched race in the playoffs is usually the fifth race, Talladega, not the championship race where it used to be the championship race would be more watched than any other of the last 10 races. Um, I, I think that there's things NASCAR can do to, to switch it up, but this does make the regular season more engaging for fans getting into it. When, if you do win, you're in, I mean, I can't say that that the regular season doesn't matter uh, per se, because every week somebody new could get locked in or in this case now kicked out with a 16th, 17th, 18th winner. Yeah, exactly. Every race has playoff implications. It, I think that's does. what NASCAR was hoping for. And yeah, it's dumbed down. It's a little simplified. I, I So I mean, I'm on the fence. You obviously, you have a hard time with it. Darian has a hard time mm-hmm. with it. I admit that it is awkward, especially in this kind of special case when two guys so consistent all year haven't won. Like how often is it that the top, two of the top five in points don't have a win at this point? That seems pretty mm-hmm. rare. Um it's awkward, but I, I don't. It doesn't take too much away for me. It, it's not preferable. Like I said, I'd rather see Truex and Blaney in than a couple other guys. I think they're more deserving. I think they'll be more competitive in the final ten. But uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And the reason I'm shrugging my shoulders is I don't want NASCAR to change it. I think that's the worst. I think NASCAR has two options: keep pretty much this exact format in place for another 15, 20 years, and people will just accept it as the norm, or go back to the Winston Cup format. It's one or two, I just, and since I, and, and I just and I and since I don't I mean, think they're going to do that one, I have a hard time having this conversation because there's I just don't think there's anything productive to come out of it. I wouldn't say full time Winston Cup. I mean, I know a lot of fans have accepted, you know, a lot of fans have accepted stage racing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I'm indifferent on it. You know, I, I keep the points fine, let them keep racing. But pe- people have been fine with that. People have been fine with a lot of the changes to different tracks, like the Atlanta stuff, short-term stuff like that. There's been a lot of changes that NASCAR fans have gotten used to, but this is one consistently now for 20 years, NASCAR fans have only become more and more hostile towards. And that's, you know, even with a lot of fans having fallen away that don't like this kind of thing. So I, I would not be upset whatsoever. If we had the same kind of race format we have now, let the stage points be the way they are and go full, you know, full Winston cup points. Actually, I think it would make during the race, more important than other racing series like F1 and IndyCar for each and every week. So when when I first started my channel was like the the second year with stage points and I made a video and I said that I liked stage points and to a point I still do because mainly the fact that you'd have races go by and a driver could be really really great in the first however a little bit of it then something goes wrong at the end and it's like that whole day didn't matter. That's that's why I like stage points to an extent. Because it does make what happens early in the race matter. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I and we can argue all about this all day, but I I, I think this year is gonna put it to the test more than anything else. If nothing mm-hmm. changes after this year, this is a format you have until the twenty forties. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I I just think you, you should because I, I just think major changes will hurt its legitimacy amongst fans worse than anything it's doing currently. I think that's part of the reason people hate the playoffs is because 
every three years it was changing. How can you take the current format seriously when you're expecting it to change in three years? NASCAR was constantly in the lab fine-tuning it. So how are you supposed to take this current format seriously when you know NASCAR is not already looking for a way to change it? You keep something in place for a long enough time, it just becomes the norm. I think younger I just, fans coming in will accept this winning year. And I already see it. We see it in the comments in our videos mm-hmm. all the time when it's like, you know, did Chastain, was that a dirty move at Coda? Young fans, largely young, some old fans in the comments, got to do what you got to do to win. It's all about winning. Trophies are the only thing that matter. Mm-hmm. It's a changing philosophy. Drivers yeah. think that way too now, and it's just that's just going to be the future. It, it feeds into the integrity argument we've had all season too. I mean, oh, I'm, yeah, the integrity, the, the integrity will never improve if this is the the standard that mm-hmm. we hold for it. I, I think that's why the long term repercussions of this. It, it's a lot more than just what this year holds. I personally have not taken the championship seriously like this just, you know, since 14 simply because, you know, the reason is not because of anything having to do performance wise. It's just a drum up entertainment. They've, they've said it. They've, they've like the people in charge have said they want a more entertaining championship. They want game seven moments and they're Mm going to force it. Like as tree would put it like putting uh, Joan rivers or whatever her name was under the knife 30 times. And that's what they've done with the championship. So I watch it for every race itself. And that's why I say, like, even if you don't like the championship format, it doesn't mean that you, you just don't like NASCAR in general. You can just you can watch it for every mm-hmm. single race itself for the entertainment of it. It's still entertaining whether you like the championship or I, not. I like what Keith Campbell said in the chat. He said, always remember the NASCAR rule book is written in pencil. It can change at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like the point system, uh, come up with your own point system in your head. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you keep track of your own championship. Like this is my champion. This, like like Jerry, who's who's leading the uh, the uh, the Winston Cup standings? Chase Elliott by Ch- like Chase Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah by, by like, like, like yeah, by like two hundred points. Mm. Yeah, I I I am I'm I'm just saying this right now, and I'm not saying it as like a Chase hater, like everyone thinks I am. I kind of want to see Chase get bounced in the round of twelve just to see the fan response. Because the, the same fans who loved this format in 2020 and were ripping on Harvick fans and trolling Harvick and Harvick fans, I want to see them on the other end of it just to see what it's like. Like, just, a, just as a passive observer, I, I want to see the response. As, as much as I think that would be chaotic and crazy, that's a pretty solid round for him. Texas, Talega, and Charlotte Roble. Anything you never happen. know. You never know. Anything could happen. That's, that, that's, that's the... The double-edged sword of, yeah. of the format, good and bad, depending yeah. on how you look at it, anything could happen. But hey, at this point in the show, enough being a dead horse, right? Like, nothing's going to change. Yeah, we, we, and, we, yeah. we, we, we spent the whole hour on this one race. I think it's time to move on. <laughs> uh, we had some other races over the weekend. Well, too. We, let's, well, we'll, I'll, we'll blow through oh, the ratings real quick because we're doing end on a positive. Yeah, uh, let's end it on a positive note. Yeah, yeah, yeah 1.54 rating, 2.6 million viewers. That's a 5% increase over this weekend. Last year, that's actually the highest August, because maybe you should have two races, highest August Michigan, August Michigan viewership since 2019. <laughs> um, and actually, Jarrett made a note of this in our chat here, but this is the fifth week in a row of a ratings increase and it still hit its normal 20 percent or so roughly 513,000 we're in that key demo 18 to 49 so still skews a little older but at least it's been consistent and uh expandy hit a million viewers this week which is up from last year it was at around 950,000 so this is is really encouraging because we were it was not looking good when when they first made the switch to usa but i think whatever it was it's become better advertised and Mm -hmm. people are watching it we made the comment, one of you, I think Jarrett maybe made the comment last week that, you know, this race on cable had a real shot at getting to 3 million viewers, which is pretty rare for a race, especially this late in the season. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm guessing low twos, mid twos, maybe 2.6 million for a race that started an hour and a half late. 
Damn. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad not at all. And again, you know, if you even want to feed into the conversation we had then, that's that's a point towards the format. The the ratings have been pretty much pretty stable, like with this. And now this year going up, you know, can't deny that. The fact format may the ratings may suffer in the fall because this format people get burned out by the final few races. But it's carried these dry midsummer races that typically suffer dramatically. I think the playoff mm-hmm. conversation, winning you're in, has carried the last month. I will say that. So yeah. you know, it's win one, lose one. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, how about uh, pole? Oh pole? yes, that's right. The pole, the famous iceberg pole. What were the poll results for this week? All right. Well, I uh, put the poll up, asked what you think of the 2022 Firekeepers Casino 400. And 49% of you said it was a great race. 35 said good. That's 84% net positive. 11% said average. 2% below average. And 3% said bad. A 5% uh, net negativity. Now, I was a, uh, I was a little late to the gun tonight, so I... Didn't get the first comment right off the bat, but I can get to it really quick. By the way, we had almost 15,000 votes this week. So whoa, whoa, that's big. Getting back up there, getting back up there. Uh, but look in here. Good Lord, there's a lot of comments. The first one, by the way, was from Spencer5478. Uh, would you guys say positive, negative, or meme? Meme. 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 Or is it oh, Eric? Uh, let's just put meme, meme down for Eric. Yeah, yeah. meme. Uh, he said, man, what a good race at Michigan. And let's add more playoff picture chaos to the mix as well. Parody. That is now 15 different winners this season. Oh, that was actually positive. Okay. Well, yep. it wasn't a meme at all. It was a genuinely positive comment. Yep, I agree, man. Absolutely. Uh, look at the comments here. NASCAR Sam uh, has the top comment. Says, I've been watching NASCAR for a decade now. Never have I ever been so happy to see a Kevin Harvick win. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Napa Racing Fan 927 says, Marty Snyder, everyone doubted Kevin Harvick would win today. Me. Really? I didn't. Four wins in the last six races at Michigan, regardless of the generation of car. This is one of Kevin Harvick's best tracks. It's yeah. also nice to hear fans cheer for Harvick for a change instead of booing him. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you yeah. stop winning a lot. And also, we got to see uh, Piper Harvick. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And this time, the win didn't get taken away. <laughs> um, Travis Carpenter said, "What a race! Harvick got another win. Finally, scary crash in stage one. Glad everyone's okay." I agree. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Kyle Schaefer said, "Pretty good race. Cool to see Harvick win. Uh, savor it. You never know when your last win will happen." Mm-hmm. I think I think all of us know that from our favorite drivers pre twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, Good to see you back, Eric. Yeah. Russ McCollum said, "I'm a Wallace fan for sure, but it was good to see Harvick finally get a win. Great race, lots of battling for position. So lots of O's. Glad to see it won under green without overtime. Just good hard racing. Again, can agree. Mm-hmm. Of course, Denny delivers has to have a meme." When Rick Ware Racing is restarting in the top 20, J.J. Yaley decides to pull his 2006 coming to the pit road and implode back onto the track oh, in half the field. That's right. I forgot about that incident. That's uh, right. And oddly enough, he, mm. he took out his old car. Yep. He wanted revenge. Wanted revenge. 
And, and it was in the same interstate batteries colors that he was usually mm -hmm. in. Yeah, and that's what that's what triggered him. And also, I think his only career Cup Series pull came at Michigan in the interstate car. Oh, it triggered some there. memories there. 2007. Yep, it, yep triggered some triggered some memories probably. <laughs> yeah, he dropped to like 31st or something. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was pretty it's awful terrible. in that race. I'm trying to find negative ones before. Uh, someone said, uh, Justin said, Dale Jr. did an amazing job calling the race. He should do it more often. I still think Rick Allen should. I don't get why they had him in the stands. Yeah, what, what happened? They banished him <laughs> to the stands. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Stands. So, so what was so Rutledge Wood has disappeared from the tracks and or, or cities around the tracks altogether, and then now you got him in the stands. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Like I understood, like oh, Rick Allen's not there. He has the day off. No, homie's in the stands yeah, posting what? videos from the section one twelve. Like, well, yeah. did he just get a ticket? Is he even working for them? No, nah, hey, NBC wouldn't even give him a free ticket. Like, I'm just imagining. I'm imagining freaking security having to like inspect his bag. And, like, yeah. Do you yeah. know who I am? And like, not necessarily. You have... <laughs> <laughs> he had to go through the whole thing, but not nah, NBC was like, nope, you're going in the stands today, bro. I just, it's funny because all the people who like Fox more than NBC were like, oh, NBC does is Dale Jr. It's like, well, no, there's a lot of other good to it. And then it's like they've been downsizing every week. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's just Dale. What, what, do, you, Dale, what do you have? Dale. Dale. Dale, Dale is a workhorse. Pretty soon, pretty soon, it's just going to be Jr. all by himself. He'll be the lead commentator, the color commentator. Hey, hey, Dale Porter. Jr. going to buy the broadcasting rights to NASA. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. Hey, seriously, though, like, I am kind of concerned. I'm, I made a, a joke tweet about how Rutledge Wood was literally as far away from track as possible in at, at Atlanta. He annoyed everyone with the over-dominance of the pool room. And then now it's like, is he just gone altogether? He was yep. at a he was at one race recently, but yeah, I, you're right. I didn't think about it, but he was not at the USA race. Was he at the IndyCar race? Was he maybe uh, on doing their Nashville I, coverage? I, I never saw him. Did there. you see a man in a plaid shirt on Broadway? <laughs> well, yeah, no? I guess I guess he wouldn't have been at the track, so I don't know. He's stuck <laughs> he in the Dawsonville. He's stuck in the Dawsonville pool room. That's why they catch Shugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Dale, I am here in Danny B's house with Shugs. <laughs> you just hear in the background, what the hell are you doing in my house? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I've been Get spotted. I've... <laughs> Requesting extraction. <laughs> Rutledge just breaks into random people's homes at the areas near. I, that, I can see, I can see him doing that. <laughs> He's like, I'm right here. I just found a plaid shirt in his closet. I'm gonna I just, take it. Yes, I just want to see like I'm, the I'm, shaky cam effect whenever they get caught and they're all like on the run. <laughs> I'm, I'm under the bed of Eric Eastep. Hey, what are you doing here? Back to you guys at Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking here. Last last comment before we get to the negative ones because those are always spicy. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Meyer every week leaves his uh, entire list of favorite races to least favorite races of the season, and wow. he put the Michigan race 11th of 27 because he also added in the duels all-star race mm -hmm. clash. Mm -hmm. um, 11th of 27. So it's okay. right right ahead of the Nashville race, right behind the first Kansas race. Yeah. So, Not bad, man. I'm going to get on down to those negative spicy ones and make sure that I can read them on air. Uh, let's see. Good to do. Just bleep out the cuss words. Holy Jesus. I'm not going to read this one, but if you guys can see that. <laughs> oh, like, no, 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 Did they do one of those copy pastas? What is that? Homie wrote I, a dissertation there. Whoa. Uh -uh. <laughs> um, but I'll yeah. read, I'll read some of the shorter ones. Um, so we'll just say this is the fifth and then go down from that. Uh, ABQ Doom Bush Shh, is uh, Plat Knight bad because Harvick won. 
Uh, Kyle Busch, <laughs> 05. Nobody likes Harvick wins. Always snooze fests at the end. <laughs> then we go past the giant bibliography. Bad. And was then it uh, annotated? Uh, it was not. Oh, no. It was actually, it, was, it wasn't edited, though. Uh, and then the last one from simply Tyler. I don't care for the new format and car. I'm like, is that that? Not the car. You don't care for the car. What's the what? new format? The playoff I, format? I, or what? I, That's probably what they're thinking. But I, I've noticed that. I've actually noticed a lot of people you can tell don't watch it mm-hmm. because they'll be like, I hate this new car they've had. It's ruined racing. And I'm like, have you okay, watched? If they've watched it and think that. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this now and be blunt. You're not a real NASCAR fan if you've watched the last couple of weeks and thought it sucked. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Like, you, like you're this there to complain and bitch and moan. Oh, whoa. whoa. But whoa. anyway, I'm whoa. sorry. It has objectively been a really good season. Yeah. And if you're complaining about it, it's because you want to complain and you think that it died when Dale died. Sorry. I, I'm, you know, I'm just like my sunburn. I'm heated. Let's that's go. where some of these Let's that's go. where some of these people have come from you know like basically what you know they hadn't watched nascar since like this is, 2006 or something see, i'm just realizing the way i'm saying this is probably why i got cussed out at richmond last year <laughs> yeah please <laughs> yeah. sorry great story. anyway great danny story. like oh yeah yeah i can believe yeah. it <laughs> but that'll do it for this edition of the iceberg poll on the nascar weekly podcast yeah, anyway right. let's talk about the xfinity race and there's only two notes here because there's mm-hmm. not much more to talk about uh, Ty Gibbs got himself another Xfinity Series win. Felt what like... a shock! Felt cool. So yeah, number five for this year. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a uh, that's also a career high too. He had four wins last yep. season. So his ninth mm-hmm. career win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, do you do you guys see him as pretty much him and Gregson being the two championship favorites for the Xfinity Series? I won't rule out the veterans like Allgaier and Almondinger just Allmendinger yet. Uh, Colleague has been a disappointment year, so I really don't uh, see any of them. Even Hemrick is being a legit contender at this point. I feel I, like I, it's I wouldn't rule out Josh Berry either. Yeah. Yeah. Junior Motorsports just, versus Ty Gibbs, I think. It feels like it Barry just doesn't. He's not consistent enough. Like even during the race, it's like mm-hmm. he'll be back like way in the pack and then be in the top five. And then like at Nashville, for instance, I think he finished like 26th or something, even though he was good all day. So it's like, I can't trust Josh Berry yet. He's just mm-hmm. not. That's, no, that's fair. fair. See, see, see Jarrett, you do need to be careful how you talk about Josh Berry because his family lives here and they could easily find him now. So <laughs> hey, I'm hey, not saying what? he's bad. I've picked him for like half the races this okay, year. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, but you know, at this point though, um, junior motorsports versus Ty Gibbs, in my opinion, you know, whether it's, you know, like two junior motorsports cars or, you know, three of them. Um, I feel like at least two junior, um, junior motorsports cars will be in the final four. I think. And Don't then, count out AJ. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was He's just about to say. He's the only like, colleague guy I have any faith well, in. Well, Eric, I was just about to tell you. I was like, look, I, I get, you know, colleague, you know, they haven't lived up to expectations this year. But AJ Allmendinger, hey, he steps up whenever he wants even, to. But that's what I mean. It's like, I think he's, yeah, I think he's easily the front runner from that team. Mm-hmm. But even he, I think, has been held back a little bit. They just mm-hmm. have, as a team, not been as good as. Do you I, think that I has think to do been. mostly with them just, you know, being the first year in the Cup Series, adjusting to have. Maybe they're the, spread thin. I don't yeah. know. I can't imagine Landon Castles giving them more information than Jeff. Burton no disrespect to Jeb Burton but I feel like Landon's got a pretty deep notebook and, mm-hmm. and understanding so um and and Daniel Hemrick versus Justin Haley again I, I don't think there's a huge disparity there. like the lineup coming into this year I was super excited about and outside of Almondinger here and there they just have not really done a whole lot and so I, I don't know it's been a little part, disappointing part of me thinks it's kind of the 
the step and the more fully cup too. That yeah, it, it could just be they're spread too thin. Yep, I don't hey, know. Hey, hey, I I know what will save them. Kyle Bush the comedy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, problem solved. I mean, instantly. I'm not ruling it out, but it's not my most likely scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll yeah. see. But Calling we'll, to Kyle Bush. We'll, Let's reverse we'll, it. We'll talk about Kyle a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, anything more to add? I think we got it covered. All yeah. right. We spent right. so much time on the cup race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we spent like three minutes on the Xfinity race, so great job. Sorry, Xfinity. We'll get Good you job. next time. Good job, Tigers. <laughs> all right. So let's run through some super chats. Let me uh, let me, let me get it all. Yeah, I feel up bad because Xfinity doesn't even race this weekend, so they're <laughs> just like <laughs> they're totally getting the afterthoughts. Unfortunately. Well, well, we're going to our first super uh, super chat stage break. I can't say that to save yeah. my life. This the official super stat uh, super <laughs> stat super the super stats. <laughs> The super uh, chat stage break super on the NASCAR uh, chat. podcast. Super cool cats. I don't know. <laughs> Take it away, Diddy. All right. Someone get a timer for me. Who's doing a timer? My, I don't have my phone. Oh, God. Is anyone going to get the timer? Uh, so we get just, the timer. Just, just go. Just go for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah, we got you. Just hit a new minute. Antar Doss, appreciate the 499. I'm happy for Harvick, especially the chat just going at him for the last two years. The race was fantastic. <laughs> Hamlin got screwed again by his team. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for the, mm -hmm. for the Cheater Boy comments to come in here. <laughs> it's been a while. Alex Left, appreciate the $5. Come on, everybody. Let's all laugh at the Kevin Harvick haters. Ha 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 ha. That was the part where we put our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. Ha 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 ha. That's like a, a Skeletor laugh, Darian. <laughs> why, why, why do I have a feeling that a lot of the Cheater Boy Harvick people are also these people that are just now reversing the roles? I don't know. 54 designs, appreciate the 499. I told y'all Ty would get a 12th or better finish, and Eric, he didn't spin at all. But guess what? He's going to do it again. Yeah, I am surprised he went the whole weekend. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't spun out yet in any race. And I know he wasn't pushing that hard at Pocono, but you know, that's he didn't spin out at um, Indy, did he? He wasn't caught up in any of those big wrecks, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. Did He, he might have gone off. Did he go off track once? I don't, I don't know. He it's got spun in the Xfinity race on Josh Berry's Rampage of Monsters. Oh, that's Maybe right. That's yeah, that's right. Uh, MA Fire 924, appreciate $2, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a big no to your question here. Do you think there should be a fan vote playoff spot? No. <laughs> nope. I don't know of a single sport you, that gets you, the fan vote. You don't. Right. You don't have to worry about it anyway because Chase Elliott always makes the playoffs. Uh, so. That's a funny. You're question. wrong. McDowell will get him eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest super chat I've ever. Hot piss. Appreciate it. Four ninety nine. Do you guys think they will change the format if Blaney finishes second in regular season points and misses the playoffs? We have to talk about no, this. no, no, no. Unfortunately, no. Uh, MA Fire nine twenty four appreciate again the five dollars. Maybe the nine team knew they were going to be brought to uh, R and D, so they brought a slow legal car and lucky to get eleven. But Chase can win regular title this week. I don't think they've been bringing illegal cars. They did go but, back to the R and D center anyways, but yeah, you know maybe they they knew they were hey, going to get sent. Hey, hey, they haven't been caught. So mm, literally, hey. I think <laughs> Bob said that Chase has to just finish ahead of Blaney in like one of the last three races, and he'll win it. Wow. Yeah. Nova Stone 12, appreciate the $2. Harvick got one win, and y'all act like he's the favorite now. 
I, I, I have a favorite. Hey, I said he could be a dark. Hey, he could be a dark. Oh, horse, Jerry, man. you did say he's he's a legit. Can you, I, you, I, I think he's a legit, favorite. I think I won't. I didn't say favorite, but I think he's a contender. I think he. I think he's a contender too. Hey, be on the lookout. Mm, Back end. Ross Crashstein, appreciate the five dollars. Fifteen years on, and Yaley is still wrecking the Interstate 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh, uh huh. You don't forget. And I'm going to end on this one right here. Robbie Wood, appreciate the five dollars. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for helping me get back into NASCAR. I'm heading back to Richmond this weekend since nearly ten years. Whoa! Wow. No, so, no. Thank you for watching. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, Robbie. So, yeah. wow, so wow, he. So his wow. last one would have been, he said nearly 10 years, so not 2012, but like 2013, 2014. Wow. Have fun this weekend. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I want to point out one thing before we go on. Denny Deliver said the Navy's just going to vote Jesse Uwuji in the playoffs. Oh, my yeah, God. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Navy has it their way, there'll be a, a fan vote to advance to the next round. Yeah. Jesse Uwuji yeah. has advanced to the next round. Jesse Uwuji is a champion. Round. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but average finish of, of 36. Congrats on your championship. Like how oh. reality shows would have you call in to vote off a character. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like literally I was I was watching a random Bill Ingvall comedy special on YouTube. And he, he was talking about his time when he was on Dancing with the Stars. And he, he went on about how he was literally the worst one in the competition. And his fans kept voting him on to the finals. <laughs> Oh, man. But I appreciate the Super Chats. We'll get back to those a little bit later. We are funded by viewers like you, but we are also funded by our friends at Lionel Racing, the official diecast providers of NASCAR. You can check out their uh, full lineup of diecasts on their website, LionelRacing.com. You can pre-order your favorite 2022 uh, diecast right now on their website, or you can order from an official Lionel Racing retailer. You can also check out their NASCAR Phoenix lines at Walmarts near you. Uh, since we are going to Richmond, I've got the Alex Bowman 2021 Richmond win. Uh, Jarrett, what do you got right there? I have a 2006 commemorative Dale Earnhardt car that's more lit up right now than Eric's room uh, because it's silver. Uh, it has all of his awesome accomplishments on it from being an ESPY award winner, two-time American driver of the year, uh, three-time winner of the all-star race, most popular driver in 01, uh, all this other stuff about him being in the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome car. My grandpa's had it. And in the style, I think it's in the style of the 2006 Monte Carlo SS. Um, but yeah, I, I always thought this is a really cool car. And uh, I'm surprised that not as many people know about this one as a collector set. Uh, I'm looking and seeing there's another Dale Earnhardt car there. Yes, this car's thick. This car's thick, y'all. Look it's how thick this car days. is. It, it, yes, it, yeah. it looks like the Intimidator was driving that thing. Yep, I've had this car since I was like seven, six years old. 1996 Dale Senior Wrangler car. Um, I think this was like um, commemorating the team's like 20th something season or, or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it was uh, it was uh, commemorating something, I guess. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, it's definitely seen better days. But look how thick this car is, man. It's, nice. it's so thick. But but yeah, no, I love it. I, I love just it. realized we've got a, I, I missed the fame here of Goodwrench cars, apparently. But yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you at least kept with the Chevy theme. Yeah. I just went with uh, the only Harvick diecast I own. This is obviously his throwback, or not throwback. This is his rookie season diecast um, signed on the roof by Kevin Harvick. Pretty cool find. I've shown this one on the show before, but it's been a while. Figured I'd whip it back out for a special week. Yeah, but that's some pretty cool diecast, guys. Now I'll give it the, uh, the old NWP bumper cam here real quick. Okay. All right, and 
Appreciate Lionel Racing again for your continued support of the show. Again, go check out LionelRacing.com. Pre-order your favorite diecast for 2022. And, you know, you can always get race wins of your favorite drivers. There's at least 15 drivers to choose from now. So go ahead and go check them out online today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, guys, it, it has been storming here literally all day, all week in Middle Tennessee. But it... It doesn't compare to the warning they just issued on my phone over here. Yes, it doesn't at all. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Well, we talked about it earlier. Ty Gibbs is once again in the 45 car this week as Kurt Busch uh, continues to try and recover from the Pocono crash that he had. Uh, best of luck to Kurt. I know how much it just how hard it is to uh recover take your time take your time bro uh sargento cheese company is sponsoring Mm -hmm. josh balicki and alpha prime racing at the Glen. after uh well unfortunately being seen on the front of the car at road america i gotta say sitting in that corner that was hilarious (laughs) to watch that's a cool story that that incident led to a sponsorship We'll talk about this one a little bit, but just to let everybody know, Noah Gregson has signed to drive the 42 Petty GMS car for next season. Uh, some more news from Colleague. They're having Justin Haley back in the Xfinity Series for a race at Daytona. Let's that, be real, he's probably the favorite. That went under the radar because I did not know about that until today, and they announced that two days ago. Mm-hmm. He's in the 14. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Mayer will be driving for JRM in the one car in 2023. Good. Uh, two-time 24-hour Le Mans winner Mike Rockenfeller will be driving the Spire 77 at the Glen and the Roval, according to Bob. Uh, I wanted to list this off just uh, you know to be a bit of an update for people to keep track of. Some updates on the street course uh, race for Chicago. Uh, according to some new documents that were put out in the local media, NASCAR will pay Chicago 500000 in 2023, 550000 in tw- uh, 24, and 625. Uh, they're expecting the event to draw over 100,000 spectators. Grant Park actually will, actually will be staged for 21 days prior to the event and 10 days after, instead the previous window of two weeks. And that's, local aldermen have been expressing further displeasure with this plan. And that, that's want. like that's like a month, dang. Yeah, wow. Um, and there's also a bit of an opening in the contract that if it is a success in the first two years, they can extend it into 26 and 27. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, some good news from a bad situation: Kyle Busch and his family were at Mall of America during the uh, shooting last week, but luckily all of them are okay. Um, I think they talked about it in the pre-race show uh, mm-hmm. for this and, week. And he was actually pretty open about it with the media this weekend, too. I saw from uh, Noah Lewis's uh, videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one last reminder for everybody. Next Wednesday, August 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern time is episode 200 of the podcast on Eric's channel. Uh, and then Tuesday, August 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time on IDK Players Channel is a second annual NWP 400 mm-hmm. this year at Daytona 400-mile race uh, with the next-gen cars on iRacing. Catch, so me, of- catch me in the 91 NWP Chevy, of course. I'll lots be in of, there. Lots of cool stuff for the podcast in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and through the rest of the season. You don't want to miss any of it. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to watch. And uh, that pretty much covers it. I think the storm's over. And that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. 
And we have to thank our second sponsor before we get to the remaining topics, Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. It's great for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. So be sure to shop all of Forney's top-of-the-line products online at forneyind.com. Dot com. That's Forney, I-N-D. I believe the link is in the description as always. Or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. And logo kind of blends into uh, Darian's shirt right there, but you're looking for that mm-hmm. that oh. in a white or green. You're looking for that uh, smooth Forney logo. I, Appreciate them sponsoring the show. I ended up dragging Eric back oh. over because they, I couldn't oh. see him. Oh. <laughs> I was behind. Yeah, oh, that's, that's I'm perfect. Again. <laughs> nice. And right. while you're at it, lick that like button. We've been sitting around 500 all night. It's been awesome seeing support, but only 139 likes. Lick that like button. Lick it. Lick it. <laughs> make, make sure you sanitize it first. Oh, all right. What do we? What's our next topic? Uh, yeah, I guess the next topic is uh, well, we mentioned the lightning round, but let's talk about just for a little bit. Petty GMS has a finally announced that Noah Gregson would be taking over to 42. It's, it's one of those things that most of the people within the media pretty much said as soon as they announced Ty Dillon was going that, yeah, Gregson seemed like the obvious choice to go to that car. But wait, I thought Kyle Bush was the favorite to get that ride. What? No, I'm kidding. But yeah, Gregson, congratulations. <laughs> it, it is a former KBM driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, but hey, Noah Gregson, this has been a long time coming. He spent, let's see, two seasons in trucks and now, what, his Four. third and fourth year? Or how many? Four. Four. He's been there since 2019. Oh, I was talking about uh, he spent two seasons in trucks, I thought. Trucks, yes, season, 20. Twenty seventeen yeah. and twenty eighteen and yeah, yeah. four and then, seasons and, in the Xfinity yeah, series. Four seasons in the Xfinity series. Wow. So hey, about the you know, about time finally got a deal done. So and honestly, um I can't think of a better team to go to in his situation. You know, I mean they're a team on the up and up right now, Eric Jones, uh currently fourteenth in the consistent point standings. And Jared um told me earlier that if you add in those uh thirty five points that was taken away earlier, um, um earlier in the season then he'd be 11th. So Eric Jones has proven that, yeah, he can he can get the best out of that team too. But I I'm, I, uh, I feel it's not just him. And, you know, that team, they're doing their part as well. Uh, you know, they currently have a, uh, a driver in the 42 by the name of Ty Dillon, who let's just say he's been underwhelming compared to his teammate. Um, as far as expectations are concerned, in my opinion, you know, Gregson, just get all the laps he can, you know, of course. And, you know, you Maybe, maybe he could flirt with a playoff spot potentially, you know, depending on how well he runs or whatever. I mean, like, the only way I could see him making the playoffs would be um, next year would be by winning one of the super speedways. I don't know, like. Or Michigan at this rate. Yeah, or Michigan too. Yeah, Michigan. I mean, like, it's it's just with this next-gen car, you never know. You never know how, you know, some of these newer prospects are going to adapt. You know, he could either flourish or he could either, you know, you know, get a bunch of DNFs like he has this season. But but again, you know. All all things considered for for Ty Dillon, I will uh, only defend this in saying his average finish this season is actually about the same as it always has been, even in the other rides he's had. So he's okay, not he's okay. not done any worse. He's but just he's, but he's not done better and what I would say yeah. arguably is his best ride he's had. Yeah. So it's just yeah, he's just yeah, just running about where he is. That's just who Ty Dillon is, I guess, which, in the Cup series. Which I mean all all things considered, his average finish is twenty two point one in his entire career, which there's a lot of drivers who have a way mm-hmm. worse average average than that. Yeah. So 
not saying Ty Dillon is not a bad driver. He's just he's not the I don't know. He's not bad, but he's not very he's good. He's not good either. enough to elevate his equipment. Yes. <laughs> it, it, What's if, interesting. If, if you ask me about the Dillon brothers, it's obvious who was the better one there. So. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, and you, you made this point, Darian, that you, you couldn't think of a better situation. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little surprised he's not hanging out in Xfinity for another year. Not because he's not ready to start cutting his chops in the Cup Series, but – because I I'm not convinced Petty GMS is really the best option for Whoa. him. Because, okay. Well, because Eric Jones is 14th in points, he's been very good. But Eric Jones has been in the Cup Series for like five or six years now. He's won the Southern 500. Ty Dillon's 30th in points, and they confirmed today that Dave Ellens, Ellens, however you say his last name, who used to be Gregson's Xfinity crew chief, they're going to keep him with Jones. So that tells me Gregson, as of right now, is going to get Ty Dillon's team. And unless they make some major personnel moves, that's not a good team right now. That team, that's a, you know, GMS is new to the Cup Series. The 42 is new to that shop. I think they're spread too thin. They don't have the right people working that car. And if you watched the press conference today, Noah Gregson cut his hair, clean shaven Mm -hmm. on the back, nice polo shirt, spoke to the media as eloquently as I've as I've ever heard him spoke to the media, uh, Jordan Bianchi pointed out that he was talking to Richard Petty and a lot of yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. When Noah Gregson left Kyle Busch Motorsports and went to Junior Motorsports, he, cl- he, he explained the difference between the two. KBM, a little more intense. Bush expected results, was uh, more uh, prevalent. He was, he was there. He was um, a great resource on one hand, but he also was more demanding. He said Junior Motorsports to him was a little more laid back, and that to him felt fit his personality better was a more welcoming and comfortable atmosphere. Not that petty GMS is going to expect him to go out and win races right away, but I feel like it's more of an uptight um, situation than the more comfortable situation he's had at JRM the last few years. And like, I read this quote um, from racer.com that uh, GMS president Mike Beam said today, he said, quote, we don't have time. We've got to go. And that's the honest to God's truth. We're not going to mess around here. Maury Gallagher will tell you, we're not going to mess around. We're committed to this, what it costs to do this. So they expect results from Gregson right away. And he's not ready to get them results in the Cup Series. So I'm a little surprised, yes, that he didn't hang out with Junior Motorsports for another year, maybe wait and see if that RCR seat could be an option. Remember, he tweeted a little smiley face when Reddick announced yeah. he was leaving. I'm a little surprised he rushed but into this 42 this, car. This is know. only, what, a one-year deal? That's not to say that he I think it's be... a multi-year deal. It's a multi-year it? deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, multi-year. I was going to say, if it's only a one-year deal, it's not to say he wouldn't be an option for the eight, but now no, no, he's not. But I mean, so I, know, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Jared. I had, I'd said a few weeks ago, I, I wanted him to stay with JRM personally, because I thought that that was a better option. You know, he's, he's showing in cup with what he did at Michigan, that he has the ability to be a, a pretty competitive cup driver when in the right position. He's shown in Xfinity that he can deliver. My thinking was wait till, free agency next year when there's a lot more teams open wait you know for the right opportunity to come because we've seen so many times these drivers who have an awesome setup in xfinity who are who are set to win and show off their talents the best ability jump to the quickest cup ride which to his credit four years in xfinity is not done fair Mm -hmm. enough but it does feel like it's like the option opened and he went straight there now of course and we can talk about this later with other stories. There's always the ability. I mean, isn't colleague uh, connected with RCR when it comes to like engine affiliates and stuff like that? 
Are they? They are. I thought they might believe, be a Hendrick. Are they Hendrick? I thought they. they I thought they had RCR engines. I think. God, I, I think. Know. I think Trackhouse is Hendrick and that's what is RCR. Well, actually, I don't know. I no. one or the other. You're right. I don't know. The I Chevy teams work so well together, though. That yeah, it's like they do. All the engine research go is going into one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he could. He could be the option sent to the eight, and then a, another one for the forty-two, similar to what Richard Childress did with the Germain ride with Ty Dillon. So. Mm. I don't think it's like an end of the world thing. I think like we talked about, you know, Eric Jones has shown that this team has the ability, the, the overall, the, so, uh, ECR. Yeah. So RCR. So there is the option that maybe if he needs to be the eight, he gets dragged to the eight and they just throw somebody else in the 42 or something like that. Um, you know, maybe, Maybe somebody buys out a charter. I don't know, but yeah. hey, I was gonna say for for Petty GMS, if they decide to just go to one car again, that that's a valuable asset to have right now as another mm-hmm. as a, as a charter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, I, how much they're worth? Oh, absolutely. I just, I don't, I don't think this is the right move for him. Uh, I think that I think he'll be better than Ty Dillon personally. I do um, too. Yeah, I, but I, maybe not, not right so at much. first because earlier we did say he has five DNFs this year in college. Mm-hmm. At first, might be a little difficult, but I think by middle of next year he'll oh, be better than. Ty I mean, Dillon. to be fair, Ty Dillon has five DNFs so far this yeah. year. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Ty, in more races, Ty but, Dillon yeah. has one top ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on ballpark and say five top tens is doable for Gregson. The big thing I think is who do they get to surround Gregson? If it's not that's, David Elens, yeah, yeah. they got to get somebody better than who they have right now. It's got to be a better group because that's what Mike Beam said today as well during the press conference. It's not a budget issue. They have the funding, I think, to be remotely competitive. But he was kind of blunt, like we need the right people. And Gregson, I think – at least in the long run, maybe not the immediate short term, but in the long run, he's an upgrade over Ty Dillon, but they need more than that. And that just, who else can they get between now and February? That's going to make the difference. I think he's going to compliment Eric Jones really well too, especially on the super speedways. Cause they're Eric both Jones, former KBM drivers. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's exactly. So not been, exactly same time, but <laughs> so they've been, they've been through the struggle together. Let's just put it that way, I guess of being a uh, former Toyota driver, but, but yeah, you know, um, I think he's going to compliment Eric Jones really well. I feel like, Petty GMS is one of the teams on the up and up. Um, now it'll just depend on who they surround around Noah Gregson, you know. But I feel like this is a good, this is a, um, this is a good starter ride in the Cup Series for Gregson. You know, get a ride in the Cup Series. You know, like yes, you have some expectations, you know, to run well and stuff. But is the fan base gonna expect you to set the world on fire? I personally don't think so. Um, and yeah, he's apparently gonna be there for multiple if- years too. So. If he finishes twentieth and consistent full season points of like, I'll be impressed. Know, that's yeah, impressive. That, That'd be impressive. Yeah. That that should be like I think the ceiling of of, of expectations. Mm-hmm. I think twenty fifth so. in points is probably the expectation. Better than this year, not as good as Eric Jones. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, yeah. I agree. On I the agree. other side of this conversation, I just want to ask you guys who who do you think JRM puts in the nine car? I know who Ooh, Jared's going to oh, say. Hey, Jared, you go first. Carson Hosevar. Yeah, I was about to say he, Carson Hosevar. As soon as yeah. the tweet came out, Carson Hosevar tweeted out a gif of a chess piece moving. Hey, and, and I was and, just like, and before, I saw that. And before some people criticize, you know, us picking him, let me just explain this. Carson Hosevar um, consistently outperforms that equipment. I don't think that equipment really has any business competing for victories, to be honest with you. Like, they it, have to be giving him something better than what Lawless Allen and Chris Wright and well, them have well, had. Well, no, no, they're, no. They're it's like, called- well, no, it's called talent. It's called talent. I know, but like, That's like they're running twenty fifth and he's running fourth. There's talent. no way Hosevar is that talent. much better. Than no, him. yeah, yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is wow. that much of a better driver. If he is, that then much. he better go to the, that yeah, JRM number that nine. That much. That's what I'm saying. So look, 
Like I get some people criticizing, well, he hasn't won anything in the truck series. I'm like, look, have you seen the way some of these guys race in the truck series? I mean, like, does it really like, look, if he's talented, well, enough he's to the one up, who does it is, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he does it sometimes yeah. too. He does it sometimes. I love Hosovar, yeah, but he's yeah, had some true. low lights the last couple months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. At IRP, right hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah right hook the guy. Yeah, he spun out um, Priest at, I don't remember, Charlotte, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, so don't do that. <laughs> he still has a lot to learn, but hey, why not start now, man? Get in, in yeah. the junior motorsports ride, you know? Like, now, as far as funding is, is concerned, like, can he get enough funding to secure that ride? Or is there already going to be something set up? Well, I kind of don't see any of the sponsors of the nine really leaving, per se. Okay. Well, then, hey, do they, do they match? Then. I don't know enough. I don't. I've, we, we've met Carson before. I don't know him well enough to know to say if like, do you think he's the right match for Bass um, Pro Shops? And if, if he has questions, Black about, Rifle, yes. Okay. If, if he wants, totally. if he needs help about fishing, just tell him to DM me. I'll tell. Like, I, he doesn't. Know. I don't know him well enough. Is he like a big outdoors guy? Not that Greg's well, no. necessarily is, but he plays the role well enough. I I don't know about Bass Pro Shops. But I just know because from everything I've seen of Black Rifle Coffee is that. They seem to play into the meme side of social yeah. media pretty so well. Oh, that's a good point. That. That's a great point. is a perfect fit in that yeah. regard. That's a perfect. good point. Yeah. No, never mind. You're right. I'm just wondering, like, what are some of the other options, though? Because it seems like a lot of them sort of have, I, I, I don't know. It's like there's not too many options if you start looking at it in the Chevy tree right now that no. would be like, scream, that's that's the guy yeah outside the chevy tree i saw somebody mention this guy and he's driven for junior motorsports on a part-time basis before zane smith maybe he said he's staying in the ford tree oh zane, there you go if it wasn't for that originally i thought would he come back to jrm but no i think i don't know what his con- i don't know what his contract looks like but i bet he's flexible john hunter Nemechek, i think he's a little miffed that they put ty gibbs in that 45 when it was supposed to be his ride like he was supposed to be the substitute driver coming into mm-hmm. this year and they said nope we'll put ty sorry, I saw him. sorry. look ty gibbs is just that good sorry and well, no, what, I, what's I don't ty dylan I don't think they made the wrong call. I'm just saying, I think Nemechek is looking for a ride outside of Toyota. Now he's looking for SHR Cup. He's looking for anything. I think Ty Dillon goes to the 48 with Big Machine. Yeah, I'm just because I know that he's wanted to kind of pave his own way with it. And if, if that's an if that is an option, he hasn't been bad in his starts in Xfinity. He's just had bad luck. Jordan Anderson. Jordan Anderson, I know, is trying to run two Xfinity cars. He just, you know, tried to qualify a second car this past week, but mm-hmm. I think he's looking to do that I, more often. I, and he's got an RCR tie. Yeah. I think Ty Dillon is a, you know, halfway decent hey, Xfinity driver. What? Chase Elliott, five hundred first. He uh, he put Black Rifle Coffee Company uh, is going with Gregson for sure, and they were a sponsor of Ty Dillon. This yeah, year. and that's why so, I think it made the most sense for him to go to that because he has already has that sponsorship there. Yeah, and, but, but but Ty Dillon could go to that or to that nine car with the same sponsorship he had in Cup, too. But also, Bass Pro stepped up for him in his JGR run and uh, Gaunt Brothers run. That's another thing they could go with him wherever he goes to. So mm-hmm. so it it might. Just be a trade, you know, because Ty Dillon has not been bad per se in his runs. He's not inspired by any means in, in the Xfinity series either, uh-huh. but it's you could have much worse Xfinity drivers there. Yeah, he has one career Xfinity win at Indy. Uh, going back to that John Hunter Nemechek thing, you know, his his longest time truck number was the number eight that his uh, dad mm-hmm. had him in. What if uh, we saw Barry move over to the nine and him getting the eight for JRM? That'd be cool. There's an idea. That'd be, That'd be cool. I mean, it's also fitting for him because, um, you know, his late uncle 
uh, had passed away in the eight truck and stuff. And, and you know, they would, uh, um, they would always run the eight as they, uh, attribute and stuff. And for him to get the eight in Xfinity for junior motorsports, that would be pretty cool. Pretty um, feel good it, story. It's, but... it's just a wild idea. Just, but we have, we yeah. have, we have seen JRM drivers change numbers for mm-hmm. weird reasons. We saw a number from the five to the one. Remember, so. remember, remember Gregson was, a re- uh, he was originally supposed to drive the one. The one. Yes. Remember? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've seen it before, but Eric, who do you think? Um, you, Outside, I'm saying Nemechek is probably the one I would look at outside, but I just because I feel like he's shopping around. Not that it makes the most sense. I just think I just think he's available. Yeah. But yeah, that's enough speculation on that. Uh, let's talk about some Kyle Busch scenarios next. <laughs> Rick Ware racing. Let's go. Yep, Kyle Busch to Rick Ware racing. Yeah, I, I, I gonna... feel like he could at least get some top tens in that. <laughs> But hey, that's how good he is, man. But no, in all seriousness, though, oh, bless you, bless your heart, Danny. Danny. Oh. But thanks for like, thanks for I can get the mute button on OBS in time. But yeah, but uh, Kyle Busch options. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> where do we begin? We're here in like a bunch of teams. Well, at this okay. Point. Well, so the latest speculation, and this is the, all these rumors only come from Door Bumper Clear, um, which you know I think those guys obviously know what they're talking about, but they also you know they're there to entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're saying that Chevy's entered the conversation. Many are speculating that's colleague. Could be RCR, could be a track house. You never know. Yeah. Um, Ooh, him at track house? Ooh. They say one Ford team is talking Ooh. to him. Everyone's assuming that's SHR. Hey, don't let else. no, no, no. Don't let Kyle Bush. Hey, v, NASCAR better veto that move. Don't let Kyle Bush in track house, bro, because he's just gonna tear <laughs> the field up, man, at that point. Go full twenty eleven NBA. Though? And then the last the last point they made was that they they believe that JGR has essentially stopped talking to Kyle Busch. That could mean oh. one of two things. That could mean a deal is there and Bush just has to decide if he wants to take it. He's shopping around to see if there's something better. Or that means that they tried and at this point Bush isn't willing to make any more concessions. Gibbs isn't willing to take that loss because they know they have tie in the in the wings that they could they could they could sign. So it sounds like it sounds less and less likely. It's only gone like this in terms of the likelihood he goes to Joe Gibbs Racing mm-hmm. next year. It's probably at an all-time low right now. Yeah. And they got Ty Gibbs. They don't need him. Until JGR just straight up says that he's coming back, uh, I've, I've already pretty much told myself he's not coming back to the 18 car. Mm-hmm. But then, so, again, I, then again, I shouldn't believe it even if they say it because based on F1 and IndyCar, I shouldn't believe that. So. Hey, we need to wait till what we hear from <clears throat> McLaren. anyway on that note though danny at the same time i'm not you know kyle bush said as recently as like 10 days ago that the number one goal is still to get a deal done with toyota and gibbs and he said nothing to to, to deter that so how long (laughs) i'm not saying it's it's likely but that's what i mean i doubt he's ripped up the contract and told them no i i feel like that still is an option even though it's not a good one just just don't go full aj brown and say it wasn't it wasn't me it was joe gibbs no no. (laughs) so i i'm gonna keep pouring gasoline on and i have no inside knowledge on any of this whatsoever i'm gonna keep pouring gasoline on my theory from last week about hendrick so we had talked about yes we know Dane, that... you weren't here to defend your boy this guy oh yeah <laughs> so, so 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 yeah bring me up to speed what what did what, you say about them my theory is that hendrick motorsports would try and go after kyle bush at least somewhat it's a different complete different situation between him and rick hendrick than 15 years ago uh, and also Jeff that, Gordon's a big factor in that now. Jeff Gordon is. There's been the downturn performance with the 48 team. 
I know that there is with William Byron, but it seems like he has a vested interest in William Byron staying with Hendrick in the long term compared to an Alex Bowman. And if Ally allows, I could see possibly them buying out the contract for Alex Bowman's 2023 season and offering Kyle Bush because Kyle Bush wants to go to a place he can win right away, not an upstart like a track house or a colleague. Um, which in my opinion, if he wants to go somewhere he can perform better, the only option would be Hendrick Motorsports, or if he thinks he can do it at SHR, which I think is a leading option. Now, I I was looking back through some other stuff, and I had completely forgot this. I don't know why I didn't say it last week, but Hendrick Motorsports has a history of buying out contracts in their final season, most recently with Casey Kane, who was supposed to drive with Hendrick Motorsports in 2018. And instead, then, they bought out that contract. And then he and, went to the best Chevy option, which was uh, Levine Family Racing. Mm-hmm. No. So, Bowman, not, Bowman to the 16? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I don't know what this leads for Bowman, but what I'm saying is that if Ally allows it, and if Hendrick is as ambitious as he's always been, Jeff Gordon, along with that, that people shouldn't discount Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports in the past, for instance, with Dale Jr., was out of the running until two or three weeks before they announced it. Said there was no room at the inn, made room. Yeah, I... If, I go ahead, sorry. Finish your point. I, I just... I don't know. I, I, I still think SHR is the leading candidate, and I don't think they would do like necessarily right away do this, but they didn't specify on the Chevy team. And... Colleague and track house don't fit what Bush has said he's looking for. And if they're not going to specify in the Chevy team, I don't see him going with, with RCR. I just, I, I keep having that nagging gnawing option of Hendrick being right there. And it, it again, it's, it's not the leading option, but I think it's one that people are overlooking until you think they, it's the leading Chevy option. Yeah, I would, ah, I would say so o- over colleague. Yes. No, so okay. The, the the thing that blows the whole thing up, Ally's not going to do it. They will not. I Kyle Bush just said like Ally, not to get political here, but Ally's brand image does not quite line up with Kyle Bush, who was recently in and, sensitivity training. And Eminem's uh, does. And Eminem's leaving this year, but they've been there for almost fifteen years. Yeah, but that, that they was were such like a close they were like family this, connection. They were like this close to leaving in twenty eleven. I just I but don't they think. Ally loves Kyle Bush, or I'm sorry, Ally loves Alex. <laughs> hey, okay, come on, come on in, come on in. Ally loves Alex Bowman for now. I think if the results don't get better, they'll leave him after next year. But I just, I do not see Ally bailing on Bowman, who they've consistently called their guy, their boy, all this stuff for Kyle Bush. I just, I don't think that happens. I, that, I, I don't, I'm not, Hendrick would love to have Kyle Bush. I, I agree with you. I think they've probably patched things up to the point they can work together professionally again, but I don't think that sponsor, that's their biggest the, sponsor um, would, would go for it. The biggest thing, and, and this is not me being a Bowman fan, but my big thing is that, do they want to go bring in Kyle Bush who might not have, you know, as many more great years down the run and risk, getting rid of a guy that could still reach his prime as he gets a little older. That, but again, then, that, but, then, but what is Bowman's like, what is his like peak though? You know what I mean? Like, is his, is his, um, is, is Alex that's, Bowman's that's, potential peak worth that's giving the thing, up? You, know? you don't know. And I know that they, I'm sure Hendrick often thinks about what they missed out by losing 
Bush by losing Keselowski at young ages. And I'm scared, you know, I'm well, not scared. I don't think that they're quite ready to go that route and risk, you know, not saying it would happen, but what if he, what if Bowman goes to college and starts winning 10 yeah. races for them? Right. I don't, it's not going to happen, but what if it did? I mean, people said the same thing about Kyle Busch leaving for Joe Gibbs. And yeah. uh, they thought it was a mistake. They'll never rebound and stuff. And look what happened. I'm just saying it's an option that people shouldn't discount until we finally hear like a final verdict on what's uh, going and, on. And and I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm saying there's no way that is the Chevy team. I will be shocked if that's the leading Chevy team that they're referencing. That that this, that just this, I don't see that and, happening. And then, this season is shocked in more right. ways than this would. I mean, I, 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 at this point, expect everything. And not no disrespect, Danny, but I'll be happy to be proved wrong because I want to see Kyle Busch in the best equipment. And Alex Bowman, you know, assuming he can still land a ride with a colleague or somebody else and still be remotely competitive, I think that's great. But I want to. I don't want to see Kyle Busch, you know, in an upstart, um, driving an upstart colleague car next year, when he's still at the very top of his game. Bowman's still, I think, coming into his own a little bit. <clears throat> so I, I'll be happy to be proved wrong, but I. I just don't see them uh, buy. The, Hendrick would have to eat the Bowman contract cost, which Grant probably isn't that much. I doubt he's getting paid a ton. <laughs> and they'd have to get allies. And, and yeah, probably less than Casey mm-hmm. Kane was. But they'd also have to swing ally over. And I just don't. That's the thing but I just think part is of too hard of a Hendrick's thing worked magic is. before. As they much worked as magic with free agency at, before. There's some, there's some Expelliarmus okay. over here. This <laughs> I, I expect will, a Patronum type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, will not, magic. I will not be surprised if this happens. Because I mean, it's something that you know, I could easily anyone could easily see this happening, but I don't think it will happen. But I've been telling myself for a little bit. I feel like if it doesn't happen, if, if the buyout situation doesn't happen, I kind of feel like next year is Bowman's last chance in Hendrick equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, may, he, now okay. Ask me again in six, six, eight months. Kyle Busch, if he takes a year off and goes on a Larson tour, which mm-hmm. I actually would think is probably more likely than him signing with he, Hendrick. He, this he year. could do that. Um, he could. If he does he that. I would highly. I think he'd be a favorite to land the forty-eight in twenty twenty-four. If Bush is, it does not have a like. If Bush is a free agent at the end of the twenty twenty-three season, and it's you know whatever. This is what with the sample size of what we have now. I consider him one of the favorites. Probably I, not with Ally I've, sponsorship, but I've, I've <laughs> also I've also said do it before he gets really old. But I want Kyle Bush to go run a full year in trucks and go win a championship yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta do that. There you go. So yeah, I'll, I'll ask with the Ally part of it though. Could you see Ally? Moving to a different team other than Bowman, having the same contract, same amount of races, See, that, moving I, to a different team like I, I don't, Kyle Larson. I don't know because there's no long history of them. They came in for Jimmy Johnson and he left a little sooner well, than they thought. They were GMAC beforehand. They oh just yeah, strike, so there are some history. Yeah. Uh, they strike me well. as a brand who wants to go with a very safe, a very you know kind William of Byron. family. Byron's the only one that maybe makes sense. He's, but he's I, got I funding. He, they don't, they don't need to be with him. Yeah, but between Exalta and Liberty, he may not have an opening. You know, and also well, and also Byron just Liberty. Well, well, but but can you, can, do you expect Ally to fill the gap left by Liberty? <laughs> that's kind of I don't know. I just feel like that's I get they don't connect that as much with William Byron as they do yeah. with the sponsor Liberty yeah. itself. You have that and fill in mm-hmm. some of the uh, fill in some of the Chase Elliott open races, for instance. I'm they just saying, I, I don't know. I can see if there's anyone who can work the magic to get Kyle Busch in a competitive ride, more competitive 
than that of the 18 car, it's Hendrick, Hendrick Motorsports, Rick Hendrick, Jeff Gordon. Like, but, that's a super team that just continues to get better and build on it. So okay. All right. We'll, and, we'll for those, the, and for those, and for those, and for some saying that, um, hey, what about uh, William Byron? He just signed a contract extension. He's not going anywhere. The, the thing is, though, the team that needs Kyle Busch more than he necessarily needs them is SHR because Hendrick is still mm-hmm, winning yes. races of all four cars, no matter who's in there right now. And hell, Harvick basically was begging like, oh, hey, I'd love, hey, come over here. This man, was a help clutch me. win for more than just the playoff implications for Harvick because it proved that SHR can so, win. Yeah, they for, can still for, for that reason, I think SHR is willing to pay more than Hendrick right now. They are definitely, I'd say, the lead candidate of anyone. But hey, uh, a, a scenario where Hendrick Motorsports gets Kyle Busch, that would be... <laughs> interesting kyle bush to join nirvana to join american <laughs> idol what what are these what is going on in the chat <laughs> yeah I saw, hey, I saw someone say kyle bush was gonna be their gym teacher kyle hey, bush gonna... to nr thunder <laughs> kyle bush is a teacher oh no hey, a gym yeah. teacher well, oddly enough i could see kyle bush being a gym teacher yeah <laughs> all right um, let's talk about richmond guys we yeah, have yeah. We have uh, two races this weekend, not the Xfinity Series. The Truck Series and the Cup Series are racing this weekend. The Truck Race will be the Worldwide Express 250. That is, of course, a 250-lap race. Start time for this is at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That will be on Saturday with coverage on FS1 and MRN. The weather for that day is looking great. High of only 80 degrees. That is a very comfortable temperature, especially for this time of year. Usually it's hot as blazes in August, so I will take that. 0% chance of rain. The defending winner of this race is John Hunter Nemechek. The Cup Series race will be the Federated Auto Parts 400. That is, of course, a 400-lap race. Start time of 3 p.m. Eastern Time on USA and MRN. Sunday's high is 85 degrees. Mostly sunny skies have only an 18% chance of rain, so it looks like that race should be good, too. The defending winner of that one is Martin Truex Jr. Darian, tell us who the favorites for this weekend are. What is first, Eric? Uh, doing? Wait, I was about to say. First of all, Eric's a clown. Anyway, y'all didn't see me catch the first one. I saw. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, looking at the screen over here I'm, talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> the betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, the favorites: Martin Tricks Jr. plus 600, as well as Denny Hamlin, as well. Um, Kyle Busch plus 700, which is very odd considering the fact that in the past eight races he has yet to score a top ten. So interesting so yeah, if you want to take the risk go for it and then finally rounding out the top five at plus 900 is christopher bell and chase elliott as for the best of the rest uh kyle larson is plus that is uh is a uh, plus a thousand ross chastain and ryan blaney both plus 1200 and kevin harvick and joey logano plus 1500 as for the underdogs bubba wallace plus 2000 alex bowman plus 3000 eric jones plus 5000 brad kozlowski plus 10,000. And finally, shout out to Jarrett because Michael McDowell is plus twenty five thousand. So for yeah, good reason. For yeah. good reason. So that'll do it for the betting odds. But really quick, let's go over the top five in points for the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. Um, Trevor Sports ninety eight currently in P one. He's pulling away a tad. Uh, he is um, uh, currently um, nearly a hundred points over Toyota Tough in second. And third is forty eight Nation. Fourth is Recky Spenhouse. And finally, rounding up the top five is Jets. 48 all right and with that being said let's talk about the pick points now i wasn't here last week so i don't know where i was coming into uh this past weekend but now eric is 417 points in the lead ahead oh (laughs) what (laughs) 
I had a 417 point You have a 417 point total. Your lead over to chat is only 14. They are relatively not that far behind you considering that they picked uh, Eric Almarola for Road America a few weeks back. No, IDK picked Almarola. Okay. <laughs> that was the chat. We that, put up a poll and everything. Over 100 <laughs> people voted for that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Darian is third, minus 62, but I am not getting far from Darian. Third is up for grabs at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm in fourth, 85 back. Uh, and Jarrett is in fifth in the basement, 94 back. Um, so. Not triple-digit points behind, though. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, I think me and Jarrett both were over 100, so we're all coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, let's get into the picks. First of all, Eric, who do you think is going to win the Truck Series race? Chandler Smith. Let's go short track, Go with, even though he recently won at Pocono, which is not a short track whatsoever. But I'll go Chandler. He just hey. had a kid, so he's winning all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congrats to him. Hey, short track, all he has to do is just don't throw another hook, Carson. Carson Hosovar. Don't hook another. Don't hook anybody else, please. <laughs> please don't. And uh, I'm going to go with the defending winner, this one, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who did pretty darn well at IRP, a very similar type racetrack to this when it comes to how you race it. He also led the most laps in 2020 at this track. I'm going to go Grant Enfinger. In the chat, it looks like a lot of Zane Smiths. I think it's it's Smith, it looks like, but could be wrong. Between Zane Smith and John Hunter Nemechek, we'd probably do a poll with that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get a poll ready for that. Zane Smith and uh, Nemechek? Yes, sir. So while he gets that poll up, uh, I guess we can start off with the uh, cup picks. Eric, who is going to suck this weekend? I'm not going to pick Kyle Busch. I think he'll get a top 10. Toyota's just too good at Richmond. He would have to have something dramatic go wrong, which did, I guess, at this this past weekend at, at Michigan. So anything's possible. Um, I'll go with Joey Logano. Mm, well, you're not going to pick Bush, but I will. Kyle Busch is going to continue to suck nine straight races without a top 10. Uh, let's see. I'm trying well, you know, I'm just going to say, I think Byron, he's had a continuously bad year this season since uh, this, those first few good races in the spring but uh, it's just consistently gotten worse and uh, i think he'll not have a good weekend this dude's consistently finished sub 25th and sub 30th no matter how good his cars are i'm going michael mcdowell with this oh, one mm-hmm. of course i was trying to look this up before i said it. byron was the best finishing hendrick car earlier this season but i still think he has gotten a lot worse since then mm. and then the chats mm. I, I see a bunch of numbers i see a lot of brad yeah, Brad Kislowski. That's right. Kislowski. Might as well give him that. Yeah, that's what's uh yeah, looks like there's a lot of Brads. So yeah, we're gonna okay. give him that one. Give yeah. him give him Brad. Okay. Underdogs. Ty Gibbs. Let's do it. Yeah. Top ten. Now he's looking at a top five. Uh that's an easy one. I was gonna pick Gibbs as well. Yeah, this is definitely a track I could see Ty Gibbs doing well at. It's, it's clean, dog. clean sweep across the uh, the board. I'm a, I was going Ty Gibbs too. What we got the chat. chat? By the way, Zane Smith looks to be the chat's pick. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We will, By far. we'll do that. Thank you for answering me right now. Paul, Paul, <laughs> what do we got for uh, the chat's underdog? I, I'm seeing a good amount of 45s. 
yeah, and then yeah. someone who's either out of the loop or joking with the Kurt Busch, so still 45. Yeah. I think we're going clean sweep Ty Gibbs. <laughs> yeah. GG racing. <laughs> wow. First time. Is this the first time we've had a uh, a sleeper pick, have a queen sleep like this? <laughs> it's a kid in his fourth start. God. Uh, hey, that's how good he is, man. Good, good, thing, good. good thing the points for this don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now to the main event. Who's going to win? Who's going to win at Richmond, Eric? Toyota's typically good here. So I'm going to pick a Toyota driver. Coming into the weekend, the storyline is going to be Ryan Blaney versus Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. led laps here in the spring, wasn't on the winning strategy. I think he finished fourth, if I'm not mistaken, is what he was credited with. I may be wrong, somewhere in the top five. But I think Martin Truex Jr. is going to come through and win at Richmond this weekend and bump Blaney out of the playoffs and uh, and put a lot of pressure on Kurt Busch uh, over the next couple of weeks. Look, 15 different winners. I said last week, I, hey, we're going to get 15 different winners. Right about that. Um, now, do we get 16? I think so. Now, who is going to be that 16th different winner? I mean, second in the points, it's got to be Ryan Blaney, right? Like, he's got to win eventually, right? I mean, he won the poll for Richmond, and apparently he wasn't that good at Richmond prior to this year. But then all of a sudden, new car, that changes everything. So, Hey, him and Truex Jr., they're going to be battling for that final playoff spot, it looks like. So, hey, why not just uh, put it to rest and just get a win and lock yourself in already? So, Ryan Blaney. If I gain any points on Eric, it's because I got the truck series pick right. I'm going with uh, Martin Truex Jr. on this one. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Truex. I I was at this race last year. Truex is pretty damn good. (laughs) And so, with that being said, that'll... That'll make it very interesting for Blindy and basically put him in a, uh, hey, you're good at Daytona. You better go win that one. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting for the chat because as soon as we started started saying Truex, it went from all 19s yeah. to now 19s and 11s. So yeah. uh, let's, do, let's do a poll. Yeah, do a poll. Yeah, poll. So I just love that we're. I love that we all picked Blaney and Truex, though. Like, that's yeah. where the spotlight is on this weekend. Yeah. Mm hmm. So as far as the polls concerned, uh, who you want to put in there? Hamlin, Truex. Yeah, yeah those yeah, are the two. Just, showing just up. those two. All right, cool. I have a feeling they're going to pick Hamlin just to be different than mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah, so they can try and gain on him. So yeah, that's why. And then we go to our uh, final super chat stage break. I did it mm-hmm. right this time. Yep, the, the super chat stage break. improvement. So I guess this <laughs> is uh, coming to the finish for the for the super chats. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. We ended off with Robbie Wood. He informed us that he was. Uh, Happy that we helped him get back in NASCAR, so we appreciate that, Robbie. Uh, Jupiter Rain coming in at $2. Gibbs won first Xfinity race, but not in Cup. Next, Gordon. Uh, yeah, only time will tell, but he's looking really good right he's, now. He's going to be really good. That, that's all we can tell. Yeah, I don't uh, like putting those comparisons up yeah, on young drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Quick Boomerang comes in at $5. Appreciate that. Imagine if social media was around for the 1992 Hooters 500. Oh, it would have been beautiful. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yep. We would have uh, we would have had some pretty cool content to make after that one. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Napa Racing Fan 927. Appreciate the two dollars there. Will JRM ever make it to Cup? If so, when? Um, they they got to pay. Got to pay us some some moolah to get there. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. They got the moolah, but do they want to spend yeah. it? Uh, do they have enough? At twenty, they have twenty million of moolah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait till Chargers depreciate. Uh, Andrew Meyer, appreciate that $5. Daniel Suarez has had top 10 speed every week since Kansas. 
even, the, even if the results don't show it. He may be a dark horse roundup eight contender. That is true. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think Trackhouse in general, you know, has the potential. It's just what's going to happen. You know, how's, how's it going to play out? Uh, no, Nova Stone 12, appreciate that $2. Why does Noah always puke? Can he last in cup? Yeah, he was puking in his helmet and stuff. I guess that's the one thing The fact that they had to radio him on Sunday and remind him to breathe in the car. Like, so, obviously, health is no joke, but, like, that's kind of yeah. funny that they had to, like, <laughs> need remind to him. Anna, need to put Anna Nalik over the radio. So, breathe, just breathe. Can, can he last in cup? Yeah, but he probably should see a medical professional about that. Yeah. It seems to be a little bit too common. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Antar Das, appreciate dollar ninety nine. The playoffs need to be cut to eight. Like only eight people? I won't go that far. Eight. Twelve, uh, 12 would be a nice sweet spot for me. Yeah, eight, you eight, gotta please the sponsors. Eight seems a little hard. Twenty four. <laughs> Thirty six. It'd be like the NBA. Oh. They let, they let like seventy percent of the teams in the playoffs yeah. now. It, oh yeah, with the playing it's, tournaments and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we're we're going to Chicago next year. Or actually, no, no, no. Actually, no. Let's have play in races. Ah, there you go. Play in races. Don't, don't give them ideas. <laughs> we're we're going uh we're going to Chicago next year. So let's just bring in Oprah Winfrey. You're in the playoffs. You're in no, the playoffs. You're in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nova Stone Twelve. <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, $2 again. Gibbs versus Gregson, but better drivers beating them. Huh? Well, yeah, yeah, they'll probably be battling for like well, yeah, 12th like, next yeah, year. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, Cody Workman, appreciate the, two, the 199. Well, we already said this playoff system be like there against Top Golf Score. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Nova Stone 12, again, appreciate $2. Been very generous. Uh, KB should go to HMS, replace Bowman, who underperformed. Well, I mean, He's not been that great, but look at Byron's stats. I thought I was expecting Danny to do another. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, no. I mean, sure, why not? Come on over. Get- Somebody should do an edit. Denny delivers. I'm tasking you with an edit. Every Please time, find find just different points of the broadcast where they're critical of Bowman. Just have Danny. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're just going to get this out of the way, okay? You're trash. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nova Stone 12. Again, appreciate $2. If keep playoffs, regular champ should be automatically in a championship for no way. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So the regular season champion should be the automatically. No. Because no, that, promo- no, that promotes no. laziness. You could just sit around and do whatever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, then you could really. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I, they I, could put all their attention focusing on getting a perfect phoenix car and do yeah. jack all in the playoffs so, so chase elliott they, if that were true chase elliott would already be working on his championship four car right now he would have been working on it weeks ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that thing would be the t-rex car on steroids appreciate yeah. the generosity there nova stone but that's not a good idea no antar das appreciate the 499 f1 indycar sports car championship are 100 times more legitimate than nascar five out of the last mm-hmm. eight years had the wrong champions in nascar the wrong champions. Whoa. Well, they're going off of like the whole projected if they would have kept the consistent points and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I mean, they would have raced differently, though. I will but. say this with this with this current format. When I went back, and obviously they race different. I know that. But uh, in 08, because I saw someone bring it up in the chat, Kyle Busch and Dale Jr. would have made the final four in 2008, and they did not deserve <laughs> to win that year. Mm. Bad. Uh, uh. Very bad. 
Oh uh, Bruce Morgan, we mentioned this one earlier before, and I appreciate that, Bruce. Don't want a NASCAR champion that can't win a regular season race. Consistency is like kissing your sister. Again, I don't know. <laughs> we never figured out what that means exactly. Is that a saying down here it's, or something? It's liter- no, it's literally like an old saying. I've heard it. Forever. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, it's I, an old saying. Well, Eric, have you heard that names? before? Eric? <laughs> I haven't heard it, and I'm still yeah, trying to decipher. It's just how... something. That, I think it's like if you're a guy, oh yeah, you kiss a girl, but ugh, your sister. So like, I think that's what it's So they're Not saying ugh, consistency. It's I like, don't... yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. Basically, it's like, oh yeah, you did good, but it was consistent. It wasn't winning. Ugh. Oh. That's basically oh. What they mean by it. oh. Okay. 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 Okay, Thank you, okay. Jarrett. Thank you for, for explaining it. kissing okay. your sister to us. I just, I just, <laughs> I don't have a sister. <laughs> That's God. Join us next week. We'll be live in Alabama, guys. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Oh. I'm glad I finally understand it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross Crash Day, appreciate the $5. Make everyone winners and give them all participation trophies. That's a great idea. See, how hey. can you say his name? Every it's... time I try to say Crash Stain, I like stumble. I can't say that. Cra- uh, crash Stain. Oh, there you go. Uh, I got it that yeah. time. He found the millennial version of NASCAR. <laughs> Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. So you in Nashville for you guys to get your participation trophies. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, appreciate the $9.99. McDowell is greater than KFB, MTJ, and Joey Hack Logano. Wow. Wow. Jared likes that. Wow. Oh. <laughs> no, but you're wrong. No, he's not. <laughs> he's good. He ain't that good. He would tell you that. Nova Stone 12, appreciate the $2. I don't know what this means. Chase one under every chase format, best in last ten. Oh, in huh? twenty twenty. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nova Stone twelve. Appreciate two dollars. Uh, if I'd get rid of playoffs, then hopefully, ch- like if it get rid of playoffs, then hopefully chase out. Uh, Nova, I'm not mm. quite sure what that one means. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Uh, Hey, Pete and Billy, it's great to see you over to IndyCar Race. Appreciate dollar ninety nine. I've only ever known the chase, so I'm indifferent. That's that's a good point. There is a lot of new NASCAR yeah. fans that never knew what it was like back then. So, but but hey, you watch IndyCar, so you kind of get an idea. So, uh, Melon Smasher one, appreciate the nine ninety nine. Hey, Danny, missed you last week, but not as much as our boy Alex Bowman, who got mad hate from Eric, and now I think he deserves. Some payback. P.S. Listen to last week's episode to hear the mad garbage. Well, I, I kind of got the, the the sample size, and it sounds like they mm-hmm. they, they were nicer when I was around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did that mean to Bowman? Just a little. Just 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 jokes. Claudia yeah. heard the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, it sounds like she so, didn't tell so us. We I, appreciate that. I, I will say I saw a perfect meme this week, and I showed it to these guys, and it was Gordon Ramsay. When Byron struggles, oh no, yeah. you poor thing, bless your heart, like he, like he is in Master <laughs> Chef Junior. And then when Bowman struggles, you donkey, mm-hmm. <laughs> where's the lamb sauce? Oh. <laughs> but jams, jam plays games. Appreciate the dollar ninety nine. Rutledge be like, hey guys, I am here in your walls. They're <laughs> 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 like fucking cat stuck on the walls. Oh, no, <laughs> Napa Racing Fan 927, appreciate the $2 there. How many night races should NASCAR have for 2023? More than they have now, because there ain't enough of them. So. Like three, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Unless no, not... it's Sunday night races. As, as, much, as much as we say noon all the time, have some night races, for crying out loud. But Sunday night would honestly help the ratings and give you your night races. But Saturday yeah. night, that's bad for ratings, correct? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah it's like usually the worst viewed races of the year, Saturday <laughs> like, night races. Like imagine on ima- short tracks. Imagine a few nights where it's like Sunday night NASCAR coming at you on NBC. We're gonna we're gonna interrupt it for NASCAR or for the NFL now. Oh, we gotta get. Oh, wait, he's not there anymore. I was about to say, Chris Collinsworth could do his little slide-in. And here we are today uh, in Richmond, everybody. <laughs> you say, oh, this guy right here is good. I know he's running 25th, but he's doing it well. He's just a guy. <laughs> this is just a guy right here, Al. <laughs> uh, Brock Culpepper, appreciate Darn Nine. Host of R to the JRM, driving to Nine next year. Yes. Uh, we, yes, sir. We kind of talk about that. That's a possibility. Seems like Let's a good possibility. It. Let's make it happen. Alex Viveros, appreciate $5. Don't be shocked if JRM signs Carson that Ross Chastain gets some starts in the 88 with Worldwide helping him fund both cars. Mm. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can see that, maybe. Mm. That's mm. outside-the-box thinking. I don't Ch- know. I like it. Chastain mm. having some expensive starts and something under 92 car be interesting, so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Groovy Goose, appreciate $1.99. KFB to WWE. Maybe he wants to reclaim the 24-7 championship. Oh, oh my goodness. Kyle Busch versus Logan Paul. Let's book it for WrestleMania. (laughs) Danny, I have a question for you. There are a ton of wrestlers that come to NASCAR. I've seen Sheamus at half a dozen races this year alone. I don't know anything about wrestling. I know who he is. I could pick him out of a crowd. How often do NASCAR drivers appear at WWE events? Ever like once a year, maybe I remember with that, so that, that Kyle Bush thing. That was the last one I remember. You know, back for a, a little while, it would be common to see. So, like, randomly, John Cena was hanging out with Carl Edwards. I remember that. So, that's you know, it, it, pretty it, cool. It, it does happen from time to time, but there has been a huge crossover for since. So, WWE is on both Fox and USA Network and NBC to an extent with Peacock doing the pay-per-views. There's a ton of room to cross over WWE into NASCAR racing, and it's a similar audience based mainly in the southeast region of the United mm-hmm. States. So, you know, there's plenty of room for crossover with the two. So that, that's why I'm not surprised you see so much crossover. But, but like I was asking, because I feel like I rarely see NASCAR, hearing about NASCAR drivers going to WWE. It feels like it doesn't happen nearly as often well, as yeah, I, I, Again, it, it, it seems like something that they don't, need to do anymore because it feels like bringing in too many random celebrities for wrestling takes away from the show that they're trying to do and now, especially now that Vince McMahon has left there the, that's probably not something that Triple H wants to do because for a while it felt like the WWE back in like uh, 2011 to 2014 ish would have a random celebrity guest host like every week. Mm-hmm. Like one week I was watching, it was like, here's Larry the Cable Guy. I was like, why, why is Larry the Cable Guy hosting Monday Night Raw? This makes no I, sense. That, that would get my view if I knew it was happening. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's why. <laughs> He's on the turnbuckle, dad gum. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, n- no, like. It's, it just doesn't make as much sense, I think. So that that's all it really is to it. Uh, with the Kyle Busch thing, it was kind of cool because, you know, they happened to be mm-hmm. in the same area as the as the uh, NASCAR championship celebrations yeah. when that was going it, on. Yeah, Eric, you can find the drivers watching WCW events. There you go. What is that? <laughs> wrestling children wrestling? Wait, what is that? <laughs> they, they don't, they that, don't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and end the poll there. It looks like the 19 team mm-hmm. won that one, so they're all going to Martin Truex Jr. Good we job. Utterly predictable as a 
Hey, I can gain stuff. Let's go. I'm only or you'll gain. lose because this yeah. is one of Blaney's worst tracks. Yeah, we'll see. Base six I'm weekend ahead. Beast sixteen twenty four. Appreciate that five dollars. He's quoting the Bible. Exodus three. He couldn't remember the verse, and it's just a quote from that. Though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's right. interesting. Okay. Bibles. NASCAR Bowman forty eight. I think this guy looks Alex Bowman. Appreciate the five dollars. I would say if Hendrick bought Bowman out, then Bowman to Junior's nine car and Xfinity. Then when Junior and Kelly go cup, Bowman in the 88 car for Junior Motorsports. I mean... Mm, I don't know if he want to go back to extend. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Now, if he, now, now if Junior came to cup and he needs a driver, maybe, but... And Bowman, Bowman would dominate in Xfinity, too, in that ride. <laughs> like, that'd be... Well, no. let's not say that. He's had a few chances in lower ride. hasn't quite dominated. Oh. He's done well, but he hasn't dominated. So let's yeah. not say that. NASCAR Bowman 48, again, a $5, appreciate that. Truex Jr. for win at Richmond. He's going to be out for blood at one of his best tracks. And, yep, the chat, most of us picked him to win. So, yep, could be. Blue Jimmy 48 fan, appreciate the $2 there, man. First time going to Richmond, going to be something. Hey, have fun. I still haven't been to Richmond, so that's a track that I haven't been to yet. Enjoy it. Uh, Napa Racing Fan 927, appreciate $2. Why does everyone want HMS to dump Bowman? Yeah, I really don't get why <laughs> that is, but... <laughs> But it seems to be a common trend I've noticed. Like, and you're going from uh, Alex Smith to Tom Brady with uh, Bowman ooh, to Bush. It's not exactly. Ooh, Alex oh. Smith wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going from Alex Smith to Pat Mahomes like the Chiefs did. They went from like really good, solid, consistent every year to Super Bowl contender every year. Mm, that's fair, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Nova Stone 12 again. Appreciate <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I feel bad doing this. At, at this point, I don't even I don't even feel myself doing it. It's just yeah. happening. <laughs> Nova Stone 12. Appreciate the $2. Y'all said make regular champion more important. Well, sorry. That that, that promotes laziness. Talk about the Wait, regular Oh, oh, oh the, about, about being like automatic. I mean, like. If you want to make it more important, just get more points. Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah don't get my freaking pass through the. Through the entire, I'm down to give yeah. them ten extra points. Give like, them yeah, a, go to twenty five. Give them a yeah. cushion. Don't give them a pass. Yeah. Just yeah. miss the entire. That's nine races. They could just do whatever. <laughs> and then get their car ready, bro. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I see where I see where you're getting at. But yeah, yeah. M Martin fan for life. Appreciate it. Nine ninety nine. Playoff tracks should be one a year trek. Oh, so only go there one time and it be in the playoffs. I, I like that idea, but we would have. If we did that, we'd have to add a few more tracks, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, and we'd have to cut Talladega and Martinsville, and I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, would you be willing to sacrifice their spring dates? No. No. <laughs> no. Martin, Martin, no. Martinsville, that wasn't that great this year. This yeah, but one it's like race. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure they'll fix it. I'm sure they'll fix it. Uh, PTM Billy, appreciate $1.99. Jarrett, do you have the Minnesota Vikings 18 car? Uh no. Give him. He, he he had it to give it to give to me to give to you, but I did not have a bag or anything I could take it. Unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. I uh I'll look on Twitter tomorrow. I'm sorry to spoil. So, sorry to spoil it there, Billy. But I had to tell him somehow. <laughs> uh, Melon Smasher one. Appreciate the dollar ninety nine. Danny, can you start a WWE channel or podcast? Uh no. There's a there's a ton of wrestling YouTube channels already out there. I would just. 
I would not make any sense in there at this point. So I'm going to stick to NASCAR. I might start a fishing channel, though. I, I've got a fishing Ooh. channel. I might start uploading consistently on that channel, though. So I might do that one. But anyways, that's it for the last of the Super Chats here tonight. Uh, uh, appreciate everyone who donated. Very generous uh, support of the show. As always, we do appreciate that. Again, check out Lionel Racing and Forney. Their links are down in the comments below. Uh, join us next week. Uh, next Wednesday, August 17th, for episode 200. 200! Oh, We've been doing no. this for 200 Wednesdays. Well, not, well, I guess we all haven't been doing this for 200 Wednesdays, but Jared has. Yeah, he yeah. Sure has. He yeah. has not yeah. missed a single episode mm. ever. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that uh, I just, like, have, you know, bubble wrap around me so I don't get hurt or anything happen to me this <laughs> week so I can make it to 200. Yes. Well, I mean, we do this on Zoom, so even if but you... Before, uh, but before the 200th episode, we have the NWP 400 as well. No, that's, on... that's the week after. Oh, the week after? Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Jesus, not... Jesus, dude. This is, this is why you leave Darian, the Darian. Oh, gosh. Everyone spam 200 in the chat to wash out the... Uh, yeah, just spam 200. Yeah, 200. <laughs> Woo! But the NWP 400 is happening soon. I, it's I, the, it's I think, a Tuesday after. Yeah. I, so I think... What's going to happen? We're going to do that show like this the usual way. We might have to get the Nashville guys all come over here and we have a little party afterwards or something because that's a that's a Ooh. big celebration. There you go. Oh yeah, get the yeah, get a cake or something for you. Yep, let's go. I'm ready. Yep. Claudia's been saying she needs to get another cookie cake. There she is mm-hmm. in the chat saying cookie cake to celebrate. Go. So yep, there you go. There you we're, go. We're, we're count on Claudia. She'll get us cookie cake. Come yeah. on over. Eric, we... Eric, you can't have them, unfortunately. No. Well, it, it's girl. Mail Mike. me a slice. It'll be good. It'll be good. You know, through we'll, UPS. We'll, we'll, I'm sure it'll we'll, keep. We'll, we'll, we'll tell your girlfriend <laughs> where to get a good cookie cake. There you go. Uh, but hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us here today. Um, do we have a Dell call or anything to end this out on? Oh, I always, I always like toss it every week. Find it. Find, find it. it. You have to have it for I'm, next week. Find it. Oh, here we go. Or else we're all gonna there make engine go. noises. There you go. All right. Blow it. Maybe. Maybe get a little further back before you do, just so it doesn't blow out the mic. Blow out the what? The this? No, no, get further back. Further back. <laughs> further back. Get closer. Get closer. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he it. He cussed. Ah, dang it. Y'all heard him cuss. That was worth it. Oh. Good ball. Boom. Oh. 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 Oh, holy moly. Great job! Yeah! This guy. Thank you! Yeah. Hell yeah. Great job, man! Oh. oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yes, 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 yes! Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.